You're listening to RazRadioLive.com, home of the first 52, the weekend review, the Rob Revere Show, Cannon Fornication, and the Mallard Report. If you like what you hear on RazRadioLive.com, quit being such a cheap bitch and help us out. There's donation bars on the website, and if you use Amazon, link to them through us so we can get paid. Now let me stop bothering you and get you back to the quality programming that you like hearing, only heard on RazRadioLive.com. The average age of the world's great civilizations has been around 200 years. These nations have progressed through this sequence from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from great courage to liberty, and from liberty abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, and from apathy back to dependence, and from dependence back to bondage. Back to bondage. Back to bondage. Logic alone would tell you the Republic is being destroyed. Destroyed. The Republic is being destroyed by European secret societies operating under Rome and nobody seems to know anything about it. Criminals are always organized, that's why they're always superior. Good people never get organized. Only criminals get organized. They operate in the dark, totally ruthless. High crimes and treason against the American Republic. A mad rush for control and ownership of the human race. The human race is lawfully and legally set up to be owned. While bodies are actually owned on the stock market, human resource, just like tin and iron and rubber and oil, it's a resource. Go to Google and just type in commerce game. It's all right there. Nothing works the way you think it does. All over the world, the bankers are still robbing the people, ripping them off, putting it in the bank. The more we change, the more we stay the same. They've made it into a real business now. All of the secret societies, fraternal orders, all the ancient cults of the world, where they came from, who started them, how they're connected. Europe is at the top of the pyramid. Rome rules Europe, period. I think so. That's my view. It's all one ball of wax. It's all one operation that goes back thousands of years into the ancient past, the religio-political establishment on the earth. People who have taken for themselves the idea that they are royalty, absolute sovereign power. You've got to be out of your mind. Who said that you are royal? Nobody likes to be around somebody who is pompous and arrogant and better than anybody else. Nobody likes to be around those people. 
because everybody realizes those people live in a dream world. I have always understood they're no better than anybody else. They're ruthless, they're murderous, they are nothing more than criminal cults. That's it. That's the name of the tune. Royalty and holy people at the top, the priests and the holy ones, all the different religions, from the Billy Grahams to the papacy, all the silly nonsense of our Christian television with all the preachers who are making $10, $15 million with their huge, enormous churches. It's nothing more than a con job. It's a con job. And people are extraordinarily interested in being lied to, deceived. When the people of this world are given an opportunity to tell the truth or to crawl on their knees before their masters, people will always support the masters. Why? Because the people have lost their souls. Because I know what the future is going to be. I already know what's coming. I know the kind of world which is coming. And the people have no idea. The public doesn't know. They don't care. It's so easy to just fool the people because they love it. They love it. It's out of control. That's exactly what I'm saying. No doubt about it. You're going to wake up and find out that the situation was far more serious than you even suspected. And, and that's what scares me. Nothing succeeds like success. The more successful they become, the more arrogant and out of control they are. They're scurrying to do anything and everything they can now. It's a feeding frenzy, feeding frenzy, feeding frenzy. We're listening to the first 52 with Sean Rass on Rass Radio. Believe almost all of what you hear, but be skeptical. <laughs> and Is I that can't... less insulting? Somewhat less insulting. So, somewhat less insulting. Yeah, we'll use it.
up, man? This is Adam from Rebel Inc. You're listening to the first 52. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. And that's what we will try to bring you here tonight. You are listening to The First 52 on RazRadioLive.com. We are coming to you live, straight from Lexicon Studios in FEMA Region 4. It is April 27, 2013, at 9.11 p.m. How about that? 9.11 p.m., we, we go for first voice on the air. How about that? Very nice, very nice. Well, of course, as usual, we've got so much to talk about tonight. I've got a lot of audio I want to play. Uh, hopefully, it'll come across well to you guys because there is some of it that uh, is kind of visual as we get into it. And you'll see what I'm, well, I guess you won't see what I'm talking about, but uh, we'll try to explain to you what I'm talking about as we're doing it. So, as we roll into another first 52 on Raz Radio Live, we'll bring in, of course, the one, the only. The beautiful woman with the big earphones on, <laughs> Lexi Raz. How you doing, honey? I like my big, my big cans on my head. The Princess Leia cans. Yeah, <laughs> kind of what what it reminds me of. So Howdy, you, y'all. Is that what you feel like you got on some Princess Leia cans? It kind of makes me feel like Princess Leia <laughs> a little bit. And then, of course, uh, I think maybe next week we might actually have this this individual in studio with us again. But uh, for tonight, we will have him on the Skype. Good old Four Toes. What's up? Yeah, hopefully. Oh, I'm going to go. Oh, I know. I Now you won't. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully, will be down there next weekend. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if the uh, if uh, McDonald's had some extra fryer grease for you, you might be able to make it down next week. No, I, I don't do the fry grease anymore. I don't oh. do the uh, diesel. Uh-oh. What are you, just regular diesel? Yeah, it screwed up my uh, my injection, injector pump. Cost me $2,000 to get it fixed. Lovely. You gotta love when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. So, well, it it actually can happen. I just have to highly refine it. And since I'm not the one making it, I can't do it right now. So, anyway, on to something else. On to something other than your, your fuel means (laughs) and the four loco in your hand. So we know that'll always end up to be an interesting evening when Dave's got four loco in his hand. Yeah. Just for some reason, I'm super tired. I don't know why I beat. I went to, Ben's house to just talk to him about some equipment. Took me out for lunch at Tijuana Flats, his favorite place. Didn't even, didn't drink alcohol, nothing, you know, just hung out. And for some reason, I'm fucking tired. You know, I've been having that problem. Poor Lexi. I've been passing out on her by nine o'clock at night. If that's not, what are you growling about? It's like living with an old man. 
<laughs> Boring. Oh. I've seen man. you pass out right after the shows. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like talking until 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. You fall asleep on the couch. Yeah, well, you know, it's a little exhausting to do to, to all this stuff. And he snores. Like, when he's done, he's done. Where he lays is, is where he'll stay. <laughs> That's where I go down. Yeah, he'll just pass out sitting upright on the couch, and I'm like, uh, I'm old. Uh, I can't uh, help uh, it. Uh, okay, is that it? Oh, all right. Okay, good night. I'm old. That happens. The fuck? I'm going to have to trade you in for a newbie. A newbie? Yeah. All right. Newbies apply. <laughs> Lexi's taking applications. I'm sure your Twitter's going to explode will. in about two seconds. And top of the list, <laughs> Scott Ledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, Too funny. Uh, how was your week, Dave? I know we did a little uh, impromptu on Tuesday, which actually, I think the... Uh, Sean and Dave rant might be a weekly thing we should do. Okay. Tuesday night, late night, uh, you know, before bed type thing, do an hour, and we'll just, uh, you know, rant a little bit or something. Sounds good by me. Yeah, that's fine. Um, aside from my whole bullshit experience with uh, the airlines on Monday, and of oh, course, yes. uh, now Congress says, Congress says, well, we'll fix that problem. So a week went by and they just fucked over the everyday man. But it also, made me think, you know, why is it that the American public is paying for the air traffic control system that private industry uses? You know, it's like... Why, why, is, why is the American public pay, paying for the um, the uh, private or the security for these private industries? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. You tell me. What do you think? Uh, you don't want me to start up on that. <laughs> so, but it, well, let, like let's tell your like story, first of all, because uh, Dave got attacked by the sequester this week. Yeah, my I took a, I, my, my flight was for 9.50 Monday night. I, dis, I specifically did it as late as possible so I could spend as much time with my son as possible. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. That's a four-logo burp. And uh, yeah, I didn't want to screw him up with work because I didn't want him to take off. So, you know, we can get there on time and blah, blah, blah. Turns out my flight is now two and a half hours late. So we're at eleven fifty now when it's supposed to take off. Right, when it's supposed to board at right. eleven fifty. Well board, yeah. It doesn't didn't take off till twelve thirty. Which, by the way, that's what my boarding pass said. Right? Takes off at twelve thirty. You know, the flight is April twenty third at twelve thirty, which was the next day. You know, it was, it was you know, an hour into the next day. It was f- f- uh, April twenty second. And the fuckhead well, let's do the Cynthia thing. The fucktard, <laughs> uh, TSA person said, uh, this is the wrong date. This is for tomorrow. I said, the flight takes off tomorrow, but it boards at 1150. She goes, Oh, no, no, you got to go back and get this changed. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. And then luckily there was a, um, you get what you a, pay for, I guess, right? A supervisor there. And she goes, no, 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 this is legit. And she goes, will you sign off on it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, so luckily, uh, see what happens when you hit your microphone cable. Um, <laughs> Talking with the hands again. Yeah, you know, from New York. Anyway, <clears throat> so that just that just pissed me off, and it just you know, it's like they can't think. You know, like yeah, my flight takes off at you know April twenty third, which is you know two hours from now. But because the boarding pass doesn't say April twenty second, well, maybe I, you had a bomb in your per in your in your backpack. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> in your purse. In your purse. I almost said purse. 
I, I heard that. I, I heard that slip, too. Slip of the tongue so, there. I, I'm fighting with my stupid freaking laptop right now to get it to. It's to like stop almost freezing saying up. conspiracy on accident. Oh yeah, we will get to that when the laptop st- stops freezing up. So don't, don't Who's tease winning, me. The laptop or you? Uh, right now the laptop. And if you hear uh, my gun come out, there might not be a laptop left. <laughs> just reboot it, man. It, it, it's not affecting. I just did that right, right before the show. No, it's not yeah. affecting. I keep getting these stupid stop scripts. Piece of shit. Basically, piece of, piece of shit. Piece of shit. Fucking Democrats. It likes to be talk dirty too. Just, yeah. you know. Come on, you bastard. Get together. When so anyway, I complain to it. it works better. <laughs> when you complain to it, it works better for you. Now I just need to wipe it out and start from from scratch with it. So I decided that you know while I that whole experience on Monday, I decided I, I am never going to fly domestically again. You know, I plan on going back up there to see my son and spend some time up there. You take a car. I will drive because here's the deal. I really wanted to leave early Monday morning, but mm-hmm. I had to wait till later on for my flight. Now, if I left when I wanted to, I'd have left at like five o'clock in the morning. I would have actually been home at the same exact time because I, I rolled in my door here at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> and it takes me because I've done the drive a couple of times. It takes me about twenty four hours to drive down or up because I stop and I sleep and shit like that. Right, little cat naps um, here and there, stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm in no rush, right? So I could take as long as I want. Um, so it's usually a 24-hour thing, and I would have been here. I would have driven. It would have been the same thing if I left when I wanted to leave instead of when I had to leave because I'm on a fucking schedule that, the, you know. That they can't keep. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because of the sequester. And, you know, right. it was funny. After you got home, there was no news of that before you left, but you went through the whole situation with it. Oh, and no. I, Monday morning, I turned the, the news on. It wasn't nationwide. At least I didn't see it yet, should I say. Excuse well, me. hopefully you don't watch the news. No, I don't really watch it too often. Every once in a while, you got to put it on and see what they're saying, um, which is one of the things I want to get into. Um, did you happen to... Well, and I didn't retweet this because I was kind of saving it for the show, uh, so you probably haven't seen this yet. But have you seen... Uh, I guess it was the 24th. Today's the 27th. So this was three days ago. Diane Sawyer did an interview with George Bush Jr. I did see that today. I saw the edited version and the unedited version. Yeah, isn't that freaking crazy? We're going to play the audio for everybody. Oh, hold I'll- on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, finish your. Are you done your story or you got more? Yeah, I'm done with that story. Okay. But I don't want to talk about this George Bush thing. Okay. Because he could say it's a conspiracy to, you know, bomb America, right? Because that's really what it is. You know, th- these two brothers spy. Fucking. Quit swinging your hands around. <laughs> I'm going to get you a boom. Yeah, I got to look into that. Anyway, um, it, it's a conspiracy. They conspired to do something, you know, and they made it happen. So it technically is a conspiracy. Just because he says that doesn't mean that, you know, 9-11 was a conspiracy. Now, I, I looked at it objectively and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean shit, man. I think I think the big telling tale in it for me was Laura Bush's eyes. Because she, he said a hot button word. That's why. Oh, That's dude, she so, she so gave it away. She was like, you stupid, dumb mother effer. You know what you just said or almost said? Like, check your, like, that's the way Lexi would look at me. If, uh, if I was, if I was going to say something that I really shouldn't be saying or, or that she knows would push somebody's buttons. Or makes me feel like that made you look really dumb right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like she gives you that look. You know, all right. But here's the deal. Do you remember the eight years of George Bush? Yeah. Do you remember how many fucking times he gaffed? 
you know. So many times. Fool me once, you know, can't be fooled again. You know, he, he just, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's not a smart man. Well, yeah, and that's a great person to pull something like 9-11 That's why. That's why there. Laura has such a great straight face like that. She'll look at him, but it's it's real. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. He knows. Yeah, let's. Here's what I got. I'm gonna play the unedited edited version first, and then we'll go and listen and listen to the edited the you know the full. Wait, let me re, let me re, right, rewind know. rewind. We're gonna play the edited version, on, the aired version that was on ABC News first. Let me take a drink. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, Dave's on four loco tonight. I think I said that already. Um, so that should make for an interesting evening. <clears throat> so. Here we go. Hopefully this laptop now decides that it wants to work properly and not give me any hell. So uh, it's going to be one of those me slowly talking while I wait for former President George W. Bush. Diane sitting down with the former president and Mrs. Bush. Diane. Thank you so much, David. And back here in Dallas, we're at the George W. Bush Library, and he and Mrs. Bush are going to weigh in on the news and their lives in private as the library is about to open. He has been off stage, away from reporters, in silence. But tonight, he sits with Mrs. Bush as we ask him about everything from terrorism to Iraq to the next presidential election. Mr. President, great to be interviewing you again. <laughs> Did you miss all of us? No. <laughs> well, I miss you as a person, but not as a... I don't miss your profession. <laughs> Why am I not surprised by that? Uh, well, you know, I had all the fame I needed. I've decided to stay out of the limelight because, one, I'm comfortable with that decision, and two, I don't, I don't really want to undermine our president. And frankly, the only way for me to generate any news uh, is to either criticize the president or criticize my party. I'm not interested in doing either. The former president remembering what it is like in the crucible. Last week, the president of 9-11 watching the president of the bombings in Boston. The terrorism in Boston. Yeah. Many people have wondered if it took you right back to 9-11 when you heard it. I was deeply concerned that uh, this could have been, um, uh, you know, another highly organized attack on the country. And it still may be. I, again, I don't know the facts. But I do know that it's really hard to protect the homeland. Those who want to do harm only have to be right one time. All right. And so that's what you know goes on. I don't want to listen to five minutes of George Bush talk right now, honestly. So I wanted to get to the the heat or the heart of what we're going to play here next. So we heard as she brought up the Boston bombings and uh, him talking about uh, how it, it was a well orchestrated event. Um, I, I honestly I was working on like three different things, so I forget the exact terminology he said. Uh, but but let's let's hear what they decided to cut out of that clip. And uh, we're going to bring this one up here, and we're going to play the game. There we go. I was going to say we're going to play the game of me talking until it starts, but this has got an intro. So you... <laughs> Dude, you got... Never mind. What? Well, after this, you go... Hold on. So, here we go. All right, yeah, I know. There are things that you could do to cut out the commercials. I know. On April 24th, 2013, Diane Sawyer sat down to interview George and Laura Bush. I'm reading off the Skype here, or the uh, thing. As the interview shifts to Boston, George almost refers to 9-11 as a conspiracy to the shock of Laura. Mr. President, I do want to get right to the news of this week. Sure. The terrorism in Boston. Yeah. Many people have wondered if it took you right back to 9-11 when you heard it. Well, at first, uh, you know, I was deeply concerned uh, that 
um, there might have been a organized plot. Uh, I don't know all the facts. I don't think we all know all the facts, but I was deeply concerned that uh, this could have been, um, uh, you know, another, cons uh, uh, you know, another, cons uh, uh, you know, another, cons uh, uh, you know, another. Cons uh, so that the guy loops uh, it there, you know, and all you can see, uh, he zooms in on Laura's eyes. Yeah, I, I saw this very same um, video. video. Yeah, one of our listeners posted it. One of DC's listeners, uh, probably the same guy we got it from. So it's just nice that they edited out that consp consp You know, they took that out. They they you don't see Laura Bush's face right in the broadcast at ABC version of that. Uh, it's selective editing, man, and 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 I'm okay with that because I, I just you know what. What's the difference? What what does it matter, really? Who gives a fuck? Well, it matters no, because no. they're slipping up. They're they're like you said, George Bush isn't. It's like like uh, it's the, uh um um. Why can't I think of his name right now? Who the hell's the vice president? Um, Biden. Uh, it's like how stupid he is. And in a couple of years, when he's no longer vice president, and he's doing these interviews and different things like that, what's he going to slip out and say? You know, does all right. Does it matter if they admit it or not? We know the truth, or, or at least what we think is the truth. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it matters not what the upper people say because it's all bullshit anyway. Well, but maybe if they'd slip up enough, where I know this is a really big prayer uh, thought, but maybe if uh, you know they slip up enough, the, the masses will go. Wait a second. Wait, what? What did he just say? Did, did, oh wait, they're not watching this, are they? Exactly. Nobody, uh, get, the, the people that that don't know, don't know, are, don't care, and they're, they're not. They're, they have their heads so far up their ass that you know it just doesn't matter. What they, they he could actually say it out loud. Yes, nine eleven was an inside job, and uh, they'll just attribute it, to, you know, to to uh, Alex Jones' doctor in the video. You know, well, they will not. They, it, it's cognitive disson dissonance in full effect. And what's your thoughts on this, babe? I mean, you watched it with me this afternoon. You know, it's one of those things where you'll get you'll get your feathers ruffled on it because you feel like that's pointing out something that you want to make obvious to people that are being ignorant. Like that's a good lead in on that. But people that have their heads up George Bush's ass aren't going to look at that any other way than they're already looking at him they're, they're and like dave said it's it's cognitive dissonance they're they don't they don't want to hear it they don't want to see it that's not gonna so playing that video for your grandparents wouldn't make no, a difference no nope yeah unfortunately what you should do is read that rolling stone article we're gonna get there relax man we, we got three hours of radio to do take a breather that is fucking reality. Yeah, and that's a big one. That's a really... I don't even know if Lexi's seen that article yet or not. I have not. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that one soon. Let's not blow our nut in the first 20 minutes of the show. Good God, Dave. No, I got I to gotta save my uh, four loco. Yeah, for that. slow down on that four loco. Jesus. No, I it's really it a matter of blowing <laughs> one's nut. <laughs> I was going to read a long-ass article from uh, Rolling Stone. and He's going to read a lot of gonna read? No, Wait. I'm, I'm going to read a long-ass long article from the Rolling Stone. Dave's uh, not going to read it? No, I'm going to read it. Probably in the third hour, in the second hour. After we get through this first hour, we'll, we'll oh. get into that. Well, I'm not even drinking alcohol at this point. 
Well, so. then save it until we get to that part then. Because you'll, right. you'll need it then because it'll, it'll go quick. Dave, uh, that article I tweeted out uh, yesterday and you had some issues what, reading it. Did you ever get to read it? Oh, yeah. Well, what, what I did was I took your – because you had a brief description and I just Googled that and I read it. And, I, and actually, I can't even remember what the hell it was, but I know I read it. You can't remember what the hell it was, but I, you I, know dude, you I read so much shit all day long that I can't remember what fucked up thing you tweeted out. All right. Well, honey, answer me this. What's one of the biggest things that we are against? Not, And it's not Monsanto. What's the, uh, one of the other biggest things we're against? And it's not chemtrails. All right, 31. Wow. What? What's the other biggest thing that we're against? Uh, that's so difficult. There's it's, so it's, many things. It's really not that difficult, honey. It kind of is. I, you're looking at me like you better Food, pick it. Food, air, you better and what? know it. Food, air, and what? Fluoride in the water. No. Vaccines. Vaccines. I mean, Vaccines. <laughs> There's so many things that right, are. Exactly. I, I, when you asked that question, I was like, how can you even quantify this? <laughs> how so am I supposed to pinpoint <laughs> that? <laughs> I, I, me, I'd have been like, how do you want it? Alphabetically or, or you know. <laughs> do you want me right. to write down a list? <laughs> yeah, where do you want me to start? Chronological order or alphabetically, you know? <laughs> well, you know, everybody gets pushed all the time. You got to take your vaccination. You got to take your vaccination. Make sure you get your flu shot. Don't forget your flu shot. That that article I'm talking about. Dave. I would say pharmaceuticals probably bother me more further than vaccinations do because it that affects even a wider variety of people. I feel. Well, the the interesting thing, you know, what I'm trying to bring to light here is for years we've been indoctrinated that we have to get our flu shot, that vaccines are going to save your life. That you have to get this shot and, and millions and millions of tens of millions of people every year get a flu shot because they're told by the CDC and by the government that it's required that they have to get it or else they're going to get the flu and die of pneumonia. You know, they, they push that fear all the time. And I find it very interesting. <clears throat> um, this article, Congress prepares a hundred million dollar Bipartisan flu tax. Congress is trying to push a bill through right now to tax every seasonal flu shot at seventy-five cents per dose. See, it's not even—it's not even a percentage like most taxes are. It's a set limit, right? Yeah. So uh, let's see here. They get one hundred and thirty-five million doses of flu vaccine will be used this year. So the government's take on the flu vaccines alone in tax is $100 million. One thing that makes me really happy is actually, and I spent the last two years sitting at a front desk of a lobby that stays very busy, and I just kind of listen to people sit and chit-chat about bullshit things while they're waiting to go into their closing. And funny enough... People talk about vaccines more often than one would think. And it has been brought up in conversation without me even being involved. They just think I'm just sitting at a desk ignoring their conversation. But they will literally sit there and say, you know, I'm not getting that fucking flu vaccination anymore. Because every time I get that goddamn thing, I end up with the goddamn flu. 
So, you know what? I haven't got it in the past couple of years. And you know what? I haven't got the flu either. <laughs> and it's like, I think more and more people are realizing. You're starting to connect the dots. This shit is not effective. And what people also don't understand that are getting this, you know, that are proud of getting it or they walk in and they make a big deal about getting it. They don't understand that when they get this vaccination, not only is it potentially harmful to their system, but at the same time, it's not perfect. It's not protecting them from all strains of the flu virus. Each vaccination is particular and specific to certain strains of the flu. And there's all types of flus being procreated and, and reprogrammed scientifically and released annually. Wait, wait, you ready for this? What the hell is the point in it? Wait, you ready for this one? Wait, as I'm reading through this article some more, I forgot about this. <clears throat> This paragraph here just sums it up for you. And now think about this paragraph and what this thing is. Okay. Along with taxes on other vaccines, this tax would fund the Vaccine Injury Compensation Trust Fund. The fund is a no-fault alternative to the traditional tort system for for resolving vaccine injury claims that provides compensation to people found to be injured by certain vaccines. So, right, so they're going to make you pay for the tort or, or for the, the the recovery for the injury not, on other people, not the vaccine creator, but the vaccine taker. Right, right. They're taxing you in order to pay for the people that are hurt by the people that create this vaccine. Uh, and what about, do you remember our little hospital visit and we had one of our nurses, he was wearing a mask because he refused to get a vaccination. We asked him why he was wearing a mask. He said, well, I wouldn't get the flu vaccination, so I have to wear this mask. Hell yeah, yeah. wear that mask. And that was before, we, that that was before we, we really knew what was going on. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. I would prefer to see nurses wearing masks than to see them unmasked and know that they were forced to get a goddamn flu shot. And and in black Sharpie, they should write on the front of that mask. I didn't get a goddamn flu shot. Wearing because I did not get a flu shot. That should tell you something. No, not not a lot of people will will like that. Most of the people are indoctrinated and think that the medical system is good for you. That's pathetic. Only the three of us and maybe some of the people listening would, would accept that. That's a lack of caring about yourself and about the people around you. People have the ability, I mean, you can act, you can make yourself accessible to any information that you would want to. When you're injecting something into your body, isn't that something you would want to know more about? Why would you just line up for that and just go, oh, well, that's what my employer told me to do. <laughs> what the hell? Well, as, as I stated, in, as the title states of this article, uh, this is a bipartisan bill. So, you know, the Democrats and Republicans are agreeing. On the fact that oh, we should yes. pay for this. When they when they agree on shit, you better watch out. You're getting fucked in the ass. Yeah, you better run real fast. Right. Going in dry. Yeah, so the House bill was submitted on February 4th by Republican Jim Galrick, uh with the uh, Democrat Richard Nell co-sponsoring. And the Senate version, uh, the House bill is HR, the House bill is HR 475, if you want to look it up. The Senate bill is S391. Uh, that was submitted by Democrat Max Bacchus and co-sponsored by Republican Orrin Hatch. So um, make sure you guys contact them and tell them to shove their bill up their ass because you don't want yeah, to pay for that, the vaccine manufacturer's damage to individuals. That, that shit doesn't help. Calling those motherfuckers doesn't do anything. Yeah, well, it doesn't hurt either. 
Does not. It doesn't help. Why? Why? Oh, fucking goddamn it! God, hold on a second. What are you doing over there to your poor know. damn microphone? He's, he's breaking he's up. He's beating a little bit up now. his microphone. Yeah, your anger frustrated. All that microphone. time I spent looking for that article, I already had it open. <laughs> 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 you know, that's what happens when you have two different windows with twelve tabs, thirteen tabs each. You kind of forget what you got open sometimes. My microphone is now adjusted out of my way. Good. We're tired of hearing it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 what the hell was I ranting about? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, tell you, I was saying that calling your Congress, calling your um, representative does shit. Just because you remember in 08 when when uh, they were doing the uh, the TARP bailout thing, and people called a ninety percent, and and they even have people telling them ninety percent of them said no, and the rest of the ten percent said hell no, and they still did it anyway. Then that's what they do. They don't give a fuck about what you think. All they care about is you paying the taxes and and uh, cowtowing down to their laws. That's it. They don't give a fuck. Well, where you are right there, Dave, I agree. Honduras. <laughs> and that was at 38. I beat you, though. I got chemtrails in first. So when does Honduras <laughs> actually come into play? Or are we just going to keep saying Honduras? I have to wait until after May 8th. What happens? He has to get his disability first before he can go to Honduras. (laughs) 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 He just slammed that four loco. I have to have an income before I can before I can flee. So I have a cousin out in L.A. and call me paranoid because I am all the time. Uh, Did you see the the Facebook meme going around about the nuke memorial page for L.A. on the twenty eighth of April? You can't go by those memes, honey. Shut up. I've learned that. I'm going by it. Did you did you see Dave, that, she's, Dave? He's talking to you. I did not see it. Oh, my God. Okay. So Facebook created a memorial page for the nuke that struck L.A. on April 28th. And it was in the daylight hours. There's actually, like, photographs of it and pictures and things like that. Right, so somebody created a Facebook page. Facebook didn't create. Uh, No, no, no. Somebody created a a memorial page on Facebook. All right. So tell me what what kind of Facebook page do you want me to create a memorial for? Well, I'm just saying, how odd is that? I'm sorry. I have a relative in LA and I I saw it and I was like, you know what? Maybe be on vacation tomorrow. How about that? How about go to Vegas for the day? Just so so I feel better. All right. So what happens if nothing happens tomorrow? Then I'll feel much, much better. Will you stop reading memes? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna worry about it all day tomorrow. I I have a very important family member to myself you should, you there. Should, you should learn to live without fear. Anyway, before we no. go any further, there's something I have to say. What's that, Dave? Don't say anything. Let me speak so that you can record it. Okay. Sean, you were right. Oh shit. What was I right on? Chemtrails? You weren't supposed to say anything. Shut up. No, no. He, 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 Just the you were right is all I wanted. Oh, okay. That was good enough. We're That's it? The bad one. Anyway, do you remember back when, um, was it two months ago when we had... Uh, Dude, I barely remember two hours ago. Uh, <laughs> what the hell's her name? Susan? The CIA asset. Susan Lindauer? Su- yeah. The, you're, talking about the, you're talking about the gas? No. Oh. Do you remember the prediction you made on that night? No, what was it? You predicted there would be a terrorist attack within the next six months. Don't you remember me, you, and Trucker Mike were kind of deciding where it would happen? Right. We were wrong on where it happened, but we were we were 
Well, you were right that it was going to happen. That did occur. That, that is true, I guess. And I was right about the earthquakes, too. Oh, yeah, bullshit. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Korea and it happened 6,000 miles away. I was right. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. No, it's, Earthquake. And, and I've been feeling that way for a while. Um, I didn't have, I just felt it coming. It wasn't that I knew anything was coming. It's just, it's been too long since something actually happened. You know, we've had all these, um, scare tactic, uh, let's, let's recruit these guys and move them forward and, and then bust them right before they do something drills, uh, that, or, uh, uh, stings that the FBI has been doing for the past three or four years. So it was time for some, you know, the last event that actually like almost happened would be, I think the underwear bomber would be the, the most recent, other than the Boston bombing, the most recent thing that got to where it was actually like in the process of no, happening, no, no. The, the the shoelace and the underwear bomb were unsuccessful terrorist attacks. Well, what I mean, the, designed to be unsuccessful. But what I mean by that, though, is the only thing that's had any kind of activity to it, you know, other than the stings, where there's been no smoke, there's been no mirrors. It's just been, oh, we got to go, you know, break this bomb down, or we got to go take this vehicle, or whatever it's been. Or we're going to bust these guys now, or the, uh, as far as Something actually happening, something actually being exposed to the public. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Does it make sense what I'm trying to say? I hope the listeners are getting what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There had been nothing since the underwear bomber that was like that. Correct. Correct. Nothing had gone that far. Everything, everything was, uh, set up and destroyed or, or, um, dismantled by the FBI. Right. So this, well, actually, the Times Square bombing. Did that actually? That well, that would have gone off if the guy knew what he was doing. And by the way, did you know that that was a also a um, pressure cooker bomb? No, I did not know that. Yeah. So this has happened before, but why did we not know about it? Because they don't want you to know. Well, you know, I was listening to um, uh, Sabelle Edmonds on Alex Jones this week. Yes, I did listen to Alex a little bit this week. Not that much, but I did listen to him a little bit. You're allowed to. Nobody's Why judging. Why do you feel guilty about that? Uh, what the hell? It's not feeling guilty about it. It's because everybody thinks ideas come just from him. So I just, I don't know. Forget it. Uh, and she was, I really like her theory on this whole bombing. And what she was saying is that let's wait and see if we move into Iran or Syria now. And the reason we say, she says this is because who are the two biggest oppositions to going into Iran or Syria? Two biggest oppositions. Well, one, of course, would be Ron Paul, but he doesn't matter. It's foreign countries, other countries. What are the the biggest, who opposes us going into uh, uh, every damn Muslim that there is? Well, can, can you work with me here? How about Russia and China? Are those the two big backers of Syria and Iran? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, gosh. I don't give a fuck. You guys really aren't making this easy. Well, I'm like, tying this all together. Listen. All right. Okay. So the two Go biggest on. backers to the... Uh, um, Prevention of the invasion of Iran and the invasion of Syria or the attacks of those two countries or whatever it be is Russia and China. These two bombers are apparently Chechenian Russian citizens from a Russian state. You are wrong. Uh, what do you mean I'm wrong? They are both American citizens. They're, they're Chechenian heritage. They have family still in Chechnya. Yes, they are American citizens. I feel I follow you on that. I'm, I'm sure I got family in Ireland. 
Well, I'm sure. Part of the NRA. His mom lives in fucking Chechnya still. Stop trying to fuck. Stop trying to be Fox News and, and tie them to something that they're not. You're not letting me finish. Fucking that is douche. correct. All right, so let me finish yeah, well, now. No. Let I me think finish. they were set up, but whatever. Let me finish. I still think they were set up. I still think they were working with or for the FBI. But what would be the reasoning to use Chechnyans, Muslim Chechnyans, instead of using Saudi Arabian Chech- uh, uh, Muslim or an Arab or an Iranian Muslim? Or what well, you get my point? The reason being is because now they have leverage on the Russian government to allow them by using this because the Russian government has now came out and said, we will stand up, we will stand up and, you know, fight terrorism throughout the world. So if they're going to. So you think by embarrassing them that we would forcibly guilt them into allying with us? Yes. For real? Yes. And I I believe um, Info, who's going to be joining us later. I believe he's probably going to agree with me or at least put it in more perspective. Um, so I look forward to hearing what he has to say about that. But that's a lot. That's what she was saying is that this is all to open the door up for Syria and Iran. So is that feasibly possible? Yes, it is. You know, they, they do these things. Remember, we know there's a world elite, Dave. We know that we, we, we get the fact that there's the pyramid. There's, you know, certain people in charge. But within the, that group of certain people in charge, there's battles between them and this side is not agreeing with that side. So sometimes they have to do things in roundabout ways to make the citizenship of the area that they rule or control back them into doing what they want. All right. So then why would they choose two guys that are American citizens? Why wouldn't they choose two patsies that have a direct correlation with Whatever they're supposed to see, I'm I'm really leaning towards the fact that this is these are two guys that did it on their own because it it's got it doesn't have any uh, or or not a lot of any of the the shit that we've seen in the past because when the government does it it does it big time and well, they have something right away. There's too right. many there's too many connections to other scripted things. Um, the 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 ricin letters right after. That's a big thing that wait, that really wait, started changing my mind. They, wait a minute, the, the Ryson guy, the guy, the guy they 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 found for that, they uh, let him go. Yeah, I know. Because, all right, so what does that have to do with the Boston bombing? Because they just found some guy to sh- to, to shut that down, so everybody went, okay, they found it. How many people really know they let him go? Not many. You know, it wasn't made a big deal as it was that they found him. So, th- so it goes along the with end, the same script. What's the end game? But the only other time fear. that happened was September 11th. Right, right after happen. the last false flag. That didn't, that didn't happen after, that didn't happen right after. It took a while afterwards. Trust me, I know. One of the buildings I was in had fucking, uh. It was, uh, November, dude. So maybe it wasn't immediately not, afterwards. Not two days, right, well, right. Well, you know, I still had that. That was the first thing that really brought me around and started questioning it. Um, all the, all the, um, Matching people with their comm links in their ears with the same backpacks. The fact that these two didn't have the backpacks that they showed in the picture saying these were the backpacks. They were how do you know? How, how can you tell from, uh, from, from? Cause pictures? there's no sil- there's no reflective strap on the one shoulder. On the shoulder straps of the one they're saying was the bombs used. Neither one of them have one with a reflective strap on the shoulder. I've seen the pictures of them. I think you're wrong because the pictures that I saw, there was that's what they circled on was the 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 the, the, the silver strap. You talking about the four channel pictures? 
by the way, it is 4chan. 4chan, been I'm sorry. annoying me all week long. <laughs> I got Scott saying it too. The 4chan. <laughs> yeah, it's 4chan. Well, you know, I was, I was pretty, uh, um, it just makes you sound, you know, because I know 4chan. I've been, you know, I've never used it before, so I'm new to it. And I see 4CHL, right, right. I think it says. Right. So I go channel. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, right. 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 So right. I should say RadioLive.com because I'm used to saying Raz is Raspberry. Yeah. You know, Dave's talking shit about us when we're not on it. Yeah, he's always talking shit about us. Like, Goddamn fortune. Swear to God. No, he I says that you. one more time. <laughs> he's screaming at the computer. I right, can see like, him. Fortune, fortune. Goddamn it. Get it right. <laughs> You're adding like three, four extra letters. My on. head's going to fucking explode, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. In order, for, in order for people to take us serious, we have to get this shit right. Really? Do we, though? Uh, is anybody really going to take us serious? Or is that part of the is entertainment that factor, that it's not quite right? <laughs> that other people are also yelling at us and we don't know about it? Yeah, but, all right, so if somebody on TV says something fucked up, everybody jumps on it. But well, you get a, not you, but he gets a pass. Anyway, let's move forward. Well, I'm not, I'm not mainstream Dave. media, so, you know, I'm not really a professional here. I'm not making a you know, whole shit ton of money to... Uh, to uh, you know, you talk know, about what I talk about. Time. You're not. You're, you're, you're not making no. any money. <laughs> what <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? You're, you're losing money. Yeah, that's a good point. You're spending money. <laughs> I'm sir. spending money doing this. Right, so once you get it right. If you're, if it's your money going into this, you should. It should be at least right. <laughs> oh, I guess my so. outlook is: is if you're spending money on it, you do what right, you just, want. Just remember, Sean, <laughs> you were right. <laughs> I got it twice now. Uh, right. Guys, listen, if anybody's trying to call, uh, I don't know why I'm not getting the calls. I'm, I'm testing it here as I'm speaking, and I'm not getting calls in. So I'm going to log out of the Skype and uh, re-sign in. If there's any other show host listening, please make sure you're signed out of the Skype so I can get into it, which oh, is never a problem before because I always am in when everybody else is, so I don't know why uh, I'm having the issue. So once I get the Skype up and running, we will uh, start taking some calls, though. You want me to give a little shout out to Shifty? Uh, hopefully he's listening and he heard it. We'll see what happens here. It's alright. It's almost break time anyway. Um, tell me about, uh, I'll play the audio you sent me, Dave, but, you know, I, I'm not really, uh, technical. All right, so- Basically, all right, so a year ago or over a year ago, everybody was worried about CISPA and SOPA, right? Basically, it's just internet. Basically, they're trying to take away privacy online and, and, and without, there's all kinds of shit I've been learning about. But anyway, CISPA was in its current incarnation was stopped at the Senate and everybody's like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, it's going to come back because they said the same thing last year. I was like, this shit will come back. And uh, it did, and I was right that it came back. But now they've cut it off. But Abby Martin reports that they've been actually – their secret shit that, that the Obama administration – I shouldn't say Obama. The the people in charge, because it matters not if it's Obama or Joe Blow. The people in charge have been doing this anyway. And that, that, that's, that, that kind of um, is their MO. They do shit and then legalize it. Mm-hmm. So um, it turns out that CISPA – not going through matters not because they've already been doing it. We already know that, you know, they've been, um, that the government has a special room in the San Francisco AT&T room or AT&T knock that, uh, knock is network operations center. Um, where they, they're, they're skimming everything out of it. We already know who, who reported the first time I heard it was Johnny English reporting that fucking, uh, data center in Utah. 
you know, that, that, that has, and I'm in the industry, you know, I know, uh, memory and I know hard drives and shit. And I was introduced to, to, you know, <laughs> memory that is beyond my comprehension. Right. You know, what I, do you mean by memory beyond your kind? Like just such well, like we have megabyte, gigabyte, terabyte, and there's there's petabyte that's after that. And he, I think he went like three more levels up, which is ridiculous amount of information that is stored there. Um, it's basically one huge hard drive that can store everything that goes on on the planet. Wow, which is uh. Yeah, so I've decided to kind of uh, keep my shit low profile, and despite the fact that I know how to work around that, I know VPN and I know encryption, and I know, I, you know I have access to a lot of other things that uh, should be encrypted. But you know, I'm just not even going to talk about shit anymore. You know, I'm not going to say how I don't pay taxes or federal income tax. I'm not going to talk about some of the other things. You know, why not, but, you know, Dave? Well, because I just want my, just want my disability. I want to go to Honduras. I just want to leave every, you know what? I, I, you guys can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm out. Yeah. You know? I'm out. I'm out of I'm here. Out. You guys can fuck over everybody in this country. I'm going to build a new Cunningham compound or Fort Toad compound in a, you know, Central America where I'll have space for everybody. You, Lexi, all your kids. Uh, my son, my mother, Brad, <laughs> Brad, Friedman. I, Brad, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll keep a little space for you. Are you gonna let him come with us? Sure. Well, I guess we have to have somebody to argue with. You know, he might, he might want to tell us that, uh, you know, that coconut's no good for us, or, or uh, you know, we can't make that slingshot because we might take somebody's eye out or something. You never know you with know, Brad Friedman. You know how much information I've amassed about gun deaths since our since he was on. Yeah, you never. Uh, you never, uh, you know. I got a few more did things. That article. Well, no, no, it's 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 way more than an article. I've done. I probably sat the next two days. I probably put uh, collectively about six hours amassing data, and uh, I talked to him about it because I even said I was like, "Hey, listen, is there any kind of data you want me to include in this?" Right. You know, so I'm trying to get data that that is you know um, acceptable to both of us. <clears throat> oh, for loco. Go on. And, uh, of course, in true Brad Friedman fashion, he doesn't commit to anything. He's like, eh, well, whatever, you know. But I told him, I was like, listen, I'm not going to get, you know, like Joe's blog or anything like that, which might have insulted him because, you know, he's Brad blog. <laughs> he that's talked about that on, uh, on, uh, yeah, but that's not what I meant, you know, it was Joe's blog spot dot, you know, google.com, whatever the fuck it is, you know, where we, you know, you can make that, I can make that up in 20 minutes. Um, I've got real hard data. I've got FBI data. I've got, uh, the Brady Institute data. I've got all kinds of good data, and uh, it's very interesting what I've come up with. Well, that would be uh, yeah. Well, you you revealed some of it to me. I don't know if you want to if you yeah, want to get into any of that. Sure, because who's listening anyway? Um, the data that I've compiled right now. Our contention, my contention, of Brad, or our contention, and Brad's contention is that states with the more restrictive gun laws. There is less gun crime, right? Right. And states with less uh, restrictive gun laws have less crime. And what I found out was that he's wrong, and so are we. Okay. 
so you think to yourself, well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? How can we both be wrong? We could both be wrong by, by, the, by the mere fact by saying regulations or lack of regulations have nothing to do with the gun crime in a state. And that's, that's exactly right. I've actually taken uh, data from 50 states and compiled it, and it says one way. And the, 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 the accepted – there's two ways of averaging shit out, and it's you take all the data and you average it out. 50 states divided by 50, blah, 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 and you get the, the mean number. Or the uh, the college way is you, or other ways, you take the top number and the bottom number and you throw them away for any st- kind of statistical anomaly, and then you have a real good average. So that way, with the 48 states, with 48 states, it shows something else. And one shows one way, one shows the other, right? And it's only by a couple of numbers. It's not, there's no, there's no glaring obvious thing. And after reading all this data, and there's actually a Harvard um, study that um, Miss Laurie gave me, friend of your father-in-law, right? Um, which was ac- actually said the very same thing. It shows that after you know you compile all this data, there is no clear-cut way of one state having you know the, the states that have the least laws have the less crime, and there's no uh, data that suggests the states with the most laws have. Less crime, so it's a wash, and it's a stupid, stupid argument on either side. Then, exactly, there, there is no effect one way or the other of gun laws. Well, so then we can eliminate that that out of the argument. Then we're going to put that article article together, and we'll we'll send it to Brad Friedman. Oh, I I, I plan on putting a shitload of things together. That's why it's taking me some time because I'm also trying to right, figure right. out other data to include in it. Um, but it was interesting. I was like, wow. So all the time, you know, for the last couple of years, I've been talking, you know, less. Laws, you know, more, you know, more guns equal less crime, and it's it's just not so. Right, and, and 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 Brad's argument is just not so either. Right, less crime, less guns equal less crime. So either side doesn't work. Let's eliminate that argument from the gun control argument, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll hang on to it as we will also. You know, well, it, they will. You're right. Uh, I don't think we will now, though. I honestly think we can. Uh, look at the the statistics and say, you know what, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's not a big thing, and we can just move on from it. Right. And what we get to say is that, hey, the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed, despite the fact that there are 20,000 laws infringing on the right to bear arms. No. And 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 his his thing was well, well that's that's the way it's, that's what's happening. I'm like right yeah sure that's exactly what's happening. The 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 governments are infringing against our rights. Well, and the and, one the one thing I wanted to bring up and I kept forgetting. You know, he kept saying, well, let's just vote on it. Let let's vote on it. Let's let's vote on it. Well, <clears throat> you know, was. <laughs> what's that? And it was voted on. It was. And, or what, yeah, and and it didn't come to vote. And now. He even said because I was doing this over Twitter. He goes, "You'll see, they'll come to their heads and they'll vote the right way." And I'm like. Well, the point I'm making, though, is we live in a, a, a republic, a democratic republic, and certain things you just can't vote away. Certain inalienable rights that shall not be infringed, you just cannot vote away. They just don't, it doesn't work that way with those well, certain no, things. They could do it. It just means that it's not a right, it's a privilege, because you can't take rights away. Right, exactly. You can only take privileges away. Like, do you have the right to breathe? Do I have the right to breathe? Yeah. Well... I yeah, I guess I have the right, right to can, breathe. Can anybody take? Can anybody take that away? Well, yeah, somebody could take that away if they wanted to kill me. Can they legislate that away? 
the way this government works, dude, I don't know anymore, but they damn well might be able to. I mean, they are spraying us with chemtrails everywhere, every day. You know, that is kind of taking my right to breathe the uh, uh, air away, isn't it? No, it's not taking your right, the way your, your way, your right to breathe. <laughs> try that three times. Let me say that again. Yeah, try to say it right this time, would you? They're not taking away your right to breathe. <laughs> what they do is they're, is they're, you know, if you're right, they're just polluting the air that you breathe. They're not taking away your right to breathe. They're just polluting it. They're taking away my right to breathe clean air. That That's not the right. Uh-huh. I'm talking about right. You have the right to breathe. You have uh-huh. the right to exist. You have the right to eat. Well, if I'm, if I'm going to die from the stuff they're spraying, isn't that taking away my existence? That is killing you, but that's if you subscribe to that. <laughs> and that, on that, that note, we will take a break. Let, let me just say, uh, that's if you subscribe to that particular way of them fucking you up. You and I agree on way other, way more things <laughs> where they're fucking us up between GMOs and everything else. Yes, we do. And we will discuss more of that when we get back. Well, people here in the States are losing their jobs, their health care, their homes, their dignity. Lies are weapons of mass destruction. Tax me. Leaders are scumbag feds. I'm a t- 
talking exactly about that because that's what we've been doing. We used to support Saddam Hussein and we used to be allied with Osama bin Laden. And what I want to do is stop that. Who are our friends one day turn out to be our enemies. You know what's worse than a soldier dying in vain? It's more soldiers dying in vain. That's what's worse. Martin Truther on RazRadio.com. Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out of the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the Central Command Group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. Baby, and her diaper is wet. 
I hope you all got it out during that break. That's right, you're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Yeah. Well, we've been working on the phone issue. Probably won't be able to take some phone calls tonight. i got to reset that computer, and unfortunately, that's my broadcast computer. So I can't reset that one. So we won't be, uh, we'll keep trying to work on it. I'm not going to make you guys any promises, but we will keep trying to work on it. How's uh, Info going to call? He's coming on the on my my personal Skype, so that's not a big hey, deal. Did you hear that that thing that was Wake going up. on my computer? What? 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 You told me you were like getting my attention through the commercial, right? Did you, was my computer playing something? No, no, I was just telling you we were ready to get going. All right, because I have feedback. By the way, I just uh, killed it. Yeah, my uh, I had was I was actually reading a story about how they got another guy for the rice and um. Letters. Yeah, info was, info uh, messaged me that while we were talking. I got it while we were at the break. Yeah, and uh, this uh, website has auto start in their videos, which is why you know I make sure I always tell you do not turn on auto start. <laughs> so when people annoying. like us try to use your uh, our website, well, it's just annoying to begin with. You know, I know, I know, guys. Because I, I open up two or three tabs at a time, and all of a sudden I got three fucking videos going by accident. Or you can't figure out where the video is coming from because you got like 18 tabs open. You're like, oh, my God, yeah, where's it coming totally. from? Well, that's actually going to be a new thing in Google uh, Chrome is that they're going to actually show you which one is, is uh, playing. Playing, yeah. That'd be uh, kind of useful, actually. So to this gun, gun, gun control debate we were talking about, <laughs> uh, I agree 100% wholeheartedly based on the research you did that we can drop that argument. But I've got this clip, and I wanted to play it before we went to the break, but it was too long, so I didn't want to go into that. Uh, I didn't want to start the break any later. So this is um, a Tennessee sen- a state senator talking to Pierce Morgan. Uh, this was on. Oh, I heard this one. This is a good one. Yeah, this is really good. I like it. So uh, let's let that run. Everybody check that out. And uh, let me make sure that's up and do the slow talk before the video starts again. 
Tennessee uh, State Senator Stacey Camfield is standing firm, refusing to apologize for a joke he made about assault pressure cookers that clearly mocked the push for more gun control in America. He's been criticized for making the joke so soon after the Boston bombings. And um, State Senator Stacey Camfield uh, joins me now. Uh, Mr. Campbell, what was this all about? Why did you do this? Really just pointing out the hypocrisy of the left, how they push for gun control 10 seconds after Sandy Hook shooting. And yet when, when something else happens, they refuse to say that, hey, it's a, not the inanimate, inanimate object. It's actually the person. So when people like yourself go, and, go on and say, hey, we've got to get rid of guns. We've got to push for gun control. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's like pushing for pressure cooker control after the explosion. Right. What other things can you do with a pressure cooker other than kill people? You can cook food. Right. What other things can you do with a gun other than shoot things? You can, other than shooting? Yeah. Other than shooting, well, I guess you can use it as a walking stick. <laughs> you can cunt with it. You can go target practice. You can do all sorts of things. You use a gun as a walking stick, do you? You could. I guess theoretically you could. You could use it as a hammer if you really wanted to, but uh, what's that have to do That's with anything? We're talking with about... An inanimate object that does nothing by itself. It does absolutely nothing by itself, just like a pressure cooker does absolutely nothing by itself. And now that gun control has failed, Pierce, I'm wondering, when are you going to move back to England? Because Bazing! everybody in Tennessee is dying nah. to know. Yeah, well, I'm going to hang around and just see if uh, people can't grow it's enough, uh, enough courage in this country to, to face the reality of your gun violence problem. But in terms of what you did here, you don't think it's inappropriate, insensitive to be cracking jokes about pressure cookers when so many people were killed and uh, seriously wounded, so 14 people had amputations. You think that this is a joking matter, do you? The joke was really about the, the left and how they push for gun control on inanimate objects. It's like pushing mm. for, I mean, spoon control for obesity. It does. So I really enjoy hearing people tell Pierce Morgan to get the hell out of our country. I really don't enjoy Pierce Morgan. <laughs> I just do not. I don't feel like his opinion is warranted needed nobody wants to hear his wanted <laughs> ridiculous voice he his opinion holds no bearing on anyone's thought process as far as i'm concerned and as far as his outlook on gun control he can go shove it up his ass obviously he cannot get it through his tiny little pissant brain that a gun sitting there lying on the table isn't going to do jack shit, just as a pressure cooker is not going to do a damn thing to harm a person. It, it, it's the people behind it. Why is that so hard to understand? Tell us how it's you like feel. It's like the argument that Dave makes about drones, and he's right. There can be technological advances and things that we could utilize those for, for the better. However, we have evil mean-spirited people in this world that will utilize anything and everything right down to a pressure cooker to do bad shit with. You can't fear a pressure cooker, a gun, a drone for what it is. You have to fear the people behind it. Not fear them, but understand that they're utilizing it for fear. Understand that those are the people, that's what needs to be shut down, not the object itself. All right, so let me ask you this. How do you shut down bad people? With a bullet. First of all, you have to not ignore <laughs> it. You make the determination who's bad. First of all, you have to get a collective of people to not just sit there and ignore the fact that the people behind it a are the problem. Collective of people. Yeah, that's always worked out so well. <laughs> you stepped right in that one, honey. Sorry. That's, Whatever. Yeah, you, you don't want a collective of people.
All who right. gets to make the decision? And, and oh, here we go with this argument again. See what you started? Now you started a whole other As an argument. individual, as a, as a human being, if it bothers you, then it is your duty to point out when somebody makes a ridiculous statement like that, that we need to ban pressure cookers, to point out to them that it is not the pressure cooker itself that wanted to injure 120 plus people and kill three, that it was the person behind it that put all the shit in it and designed it to do such a thing. I know this. Okay. See, the problem is that people want, they think that they can make things go away. You know, if, if there's a regulation or if there's a rule or if enough people get together, they think that they can actually stop people from doing bad things. But they can, Dave. They're there to protect us. Don't you know that? No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know that I know the truth and the truth and reality. The truth and, and reality are far different from what they actually, uh, make you think that it is regulations don't accomplish anything it never has and it never will if anything it just it perpetuates violence it perpetuates fear and it allows for even say like the um like say drug running if it if it wasn't illegal in the first place to purchase uh, partake in, smoke, whatever, shoot it up. If it wasn't illegal to do these things, you wouldn't have drug running. You wouldn't have violence. You wouldn't have people trying to ship it in or import it or killing people or, or murder or whatever. You wouldn't have those things because if it wasn't illegal, there'd be no violence. There'd be no imprisonment. So when you start Dave's putting... Fingering, if, yeah. What? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck no i was just, i was just like before you said anything sean i wanted to go in but oh. let her stop all right well well i understand what you're saying all right so you're saying that um the war on drugs uh actually perpetuates the violence do you have data that actually says to prove to back up what you're saying and, I, and i'm kind of leading you on here because <laughs> like, am I making a chart and writing down numbers? No, it's visual and it's, well, no. Do we, it's well, been made apparent to me that there are people being murdered on the border trying to run drugs over the border. We do Why? have data that suggests that prohibition causes, pro- causes problems because of the prohibition what that started in the 20s when, with alcohol. Remember, gave, remember, honey, Dave's a numbers guy, so he needs some right. numbers. There is actual evidence that suggests that what you just said is absolutely correct. And I was just trying to drag that out of you. That's all. There is, there, there has, and not only that, now, um, what's the, what's the country over? It's not Peru. Honduras? Oh, not, no, not Honduras. <laughs> it's over on the other side. On uh, the other side. They, they decriminalized virtually all drugs in 2000. And here it is 2013. And violent crime has dropped. Drug use has dropped. Uh, or, or, or drug abuse has dropped. Everything dropped across the board. We have empirical data that tells us that prohibition is wrong on so many levels. And all it does is fuck people's lives up and it costs us money. And that does not get the desired re- result. But the people of this country still are like, well, no, let's ban this and ban that because that's what they think works. But, but it doesn't take much to see that. I don't, I don't understand why that is so hard to understand or comprehend. It's not even like it's a hidden thing. People it's are very much. 
well, at the forefront of things. In my mind, the way I see it, it's not it's not like a difficult situation. Uh, no, is it's it? it's not a difficult situation. Uh, but the problem is, honey, is that a lot of the prisons. And we talked about this in the past. A lot of the prisons out there are are privately owned, and in order for these com- companies to buy contract into taking over these prisons. In the contract, they have written that there's that they have a quota of needing needing to maintain an eighty five or ninety percent capacity rate, which means the sheriffs and the police of that town city area have to ensure that they maintain the prison population. That's really none of my fucking concern. Well, I can't give why. a shit that's... what their quota is. That's god fucking ridiculous. Mm. Why? Why does that matter? What does that have to do with anything? You should give it a shit because you might be part of the quota. Yeah, you could very easily become part of the quota. Mm, that'd be real ugly. Let me just well, say, doesn't it, matter. They win. That's what they want. That's why. It doesn't matter. That's why uh, marijuana. It's one of multiple reasons why marijuana and other drugs are still illegal because it's the easiest way to fill the prison with people that are easy to handle. 50, hold on, fifty-one percent of the prison population in this country—that's eight hundred thousand uh, per year are nonviolent drug offenders. Now, some of the other uh, people that are in jail are violent offenders, but that's because they're actually trying to find drugs because it's illegal. Nobody's in there because they're trying to find alcohol. You know, they're in there because they're trying to find drugs. If drugs were handled a, a completely different way, we'd have one-tenth of the prison population we have. Now, people that are actually causing physical harm to personal, uh, to people in will still be there. Right, they'll still be there. But the but the you know twenty two year old dude that got stopped with you know a quarter in his pocket won't be. Right, he's the guy doing eight years. Meanwhile, the guy that committed rape is doing three. Right, or child molestation or whatever. Or nothing. They, yeah, or nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah, another. Because that's hearsay. Here's here. All right, here here because you know you guys know I listen to Free Talk Live a lot. Um, there's a guy that they had on a couple weeks ago who was selling weed in New Hampshire and got busted, and then the FBI actually was. Uh, trolling around and they they got this guy and they tried to get him to wear a wire with some of the other liberty guys right so it was a total fucking setup from the beginning and he this, he he said he wasn't going to wear a wire so they chose to go after him excuse me yeah i think i heard about this they they were uh, they were going to his court appearances and everything yeah yeah so he decided to go cuz in new hampshire they actually will tell you about your nullification right in the beginning of the, the courthouse, whereas here in Florida, they will put you in jail for it. And that's another story. There's a guy serving time right now in Orlando because of Judge Mushmouth Belvin um, and from Orlando. Um, anyway, so this guy was facing Side 81 track. years. This guy was facing 81 years and decided to go in and and hope that jury you know, nullification will set him free. And they convicted him on all five counts. And this dude is now looking at 81 years. And that's supposed to be the freest state in the union, isn't it? 80, let me say that again. 81 years. For pot. For a plant. The guy did nothing. He didn't force anything on anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Everybody came to him voluntarily to buy stuff. And he's facing 81 years. That's ridiculous. Uh-uh. Absolutely ridiculous. And in it shouldn't be country, like that. In the freest state in the nation, this is what's happening. Yeah, that's, that's just. Ludicrous. It should not be that way. We shouldn't even, it shouldn't even be a discussion as to whether he, uh, it just makes me sick, Dave. It, it just really does. It's, it's not what this country is founded on. 
Uh, it's just like I said. I, I still going to stand by the fact I don't think this uh, this kid's going to see a trial. I think he's uh, probably going to take a plea. Who? Uh, the bombing kid. Uh, Tanasun Anainata, or whatever the fuck his name is. The Chechenian. I don't think he's going to see trial. I really don't. Notice it's dying out of the news all of a sudden now. It's going away. He's still alive, so they got to kill it. Story will go away. They'll yeah, keep, well, they'll I, keep I, putting I, I the fear, but he, he, his name will disappear. Excuse me, dropping stuff. You know what I noticed is I've heard nothing, nothing on North Korea at all for like two weeks. Well, that died out too. What the hell happened? He didn't stomp on a stomp rocket hard enough and he couldn't get it off the ground. Oh, no, no. It's because there was a more localized fear. Yeah, better fear. Right. It was a better fear. And that's what they focused on. Amazing. And why they want, and, and again, if this was a false flag, or again, I still believe it was, what's the reasoning? And we'll, Wait a minute. Earlier in the week, you didn't. I know, ask, I know, I know, I know. You've changed your mind? Well, I was still teetering then, but now I'm pretty sure that I, I when I say false flag, let me re- reiterate that. Um, I believe this was an orchestrated event. I don't want to, it's not necessarily a false flag. I don't know if it was intended to go to the level it was, I just don't know anymore. I just, I don't know what the point is. I really think that what Sybil Edmonds was saying and what I think, uh, info is going to probably go along the same track when we talk to him in the next hour. Uh, so we'll cover more on that then. But yeah, I, I'm more inclined to think that this was put together. Yeah, I still, I still, I still lean the other way. No, it's okay. You're allowed to do that. I'm allowed to lean the way I'm leaning. All right, and I'm not faulting you because between the two of us, we'll figure out the right, you know. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> so let's. Uh, it's 10:30. Let's uh, let's get into this. Well, it's almost 10:30. Let's get into this article from the Rolling Stones that really. Can you well, hold on a second? It's just uh, unbelievable. And get. Uh, what are you opening it? No, yeah, I want to read along with you. T. Go to the first TF52.com, and it's up there. Yes, it is. Uh, did Dave want to throw out the drinking game rules before this article I'm, I'm gets done? Gone? So. <laughs> oh, never mind, because that's no fun by myself. Well, there's you uh, know, a I bunch start, of other people listening, honey. I started an hour and a half ago. Okay, try not to get drunk, but every time he stumbles on a word, you got to take a drink. <laughs> she loves that game. I'm not sure why, but she loves Favorite. it. Favorite. I have another four loco, but if I do another four loco, I'll be asleep before Come on. Yeah, I am. Oh, no, I don't want to do it. I don't, I'm struggling. I don't want to do it. All right. All right. So this is an article in the Rolling Stone and the political section of the Rolling Stone. Title hold, on, hold on. I want to read out two things before you read the whole thing. And, and it's little sections of the, of the article. And I want people that are going to listen to this. Well, wait, no, 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 wait, stop. No, no. Bring those to light after we read the article. After they hear the the context of the article, let the, let let's point them out then, because I know exactly what you're going to read. No, we're gonna, we, we might lose all, we might lose listeners, so we, we should tease what they should listen for. Oh, all right, first. you go ahead, tease. The Illuminati were amateurs. The second huge financial scandal scandal of the year reveals the real international conspiracy. There's no price. There's no price that big banks can't fix. Blah blah blah. All right, I don't want to read the other one because that's not. <laughs> All right, so everything is rigged. The biggest price fix scandal ever. This is by Matt Taibbi. Now I'm gonna Taibbi. Matt Taibbi. Taibbi. 
I'm going to pretty much read the whole article. I might skip around a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I think it's important to read all of it. I, I just think it's very important to get it all out. <clears throat> Me too, even despite the fact that it's four effing pages long. Yeah, that's what I mean. I might not get through all of it. Oh, sheesh. So, conspiracy theorists of the world, believers in the hidden hands of the Rothschilds and the Man- Masons and the Illuminati, we skeptics owe you an apology. You were right. The players may be a little different, but your basic premise is correct. The world is rigged, is a rigged game. We found this out in recent months when a series of related corruption stories spilled out of the financial sector, suggesting the world's largest banks may be fixing the price of, well, just about everything. You may have heard... Well, before, haven't we been saying this for years? Uh, So it's nice that we have some sort of vindication, despite the fact that we knew we were right. Well, yeah, it is nice to get some vindication, of course. Um. Yeah, it's nice to, and it's not the first time we've heard this. As a matter of fact, I wanted to have an audio clip that, uh, it's actually one of the beginning of the songs we play all the time. Anyway, uh, you may have heard of the LIBOR scandal in which at least three and perhaps as many as 16 of the name brand too big to fail banks have been manipulating global interest rates. In the process, messing around with a price of upwards of 500 trillion. That's trillion with a T worth of financial financial instruments. When the sprawling con burst into public view last year, it was easily the biggest financial scandal in history. MIT professor Andrew Lowe even said it dwarfs by orders of magnitude any financial scam of the uh, scam in the history of markets. All right, all right, so let me stop you there. Do we know what le- the LIBOR is? Yeah, it was a scandal that went down uh, six to eight months What's, ago. What is LIBOR? Uh, LIBOR was an investment bank, right, if I'm not mistaken? It's a London interbank offered rate. In other words, these are the rates that banks lend to each other. And this is actually t- what's what uh, th- these rates are also heavily tied to mortgage rates, auto loan rates, credit card rates. They're all tied to this LIBOR rate. This is something I learned when I went to real estate, real estate. <laughs> Let me start that over. Real estate school. And I was a realtor for, I was the worst realtor in Florida. But um, I, I still can learned. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I only made money on the shit that I bought. <laughs> uh, that's anyway, not how it's supposed to work, so, buddy. Yeah, I know. That's why I sucked at it. Um, so just to give you an idea. All right. So they're telling you that the, the it, you know, the biggest scandal of all time was the LIBOR scandal, which is directly related to every fucking thing that you borrow money on. That's that. I just wanted to, 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 to put it out there that this is a significant scandal that came out just within the last year. Okay. All right, go ahead. That was bad enough, but now LIBOR may have a twin brother. Word has leaked out the London-based firm ICAP, the world's largest broker of investing, invest in the, the world's largest broker of interest rate swaps, is being invested investigated by American authorities for behave for behavior that sounds eerily reminiscent of the LIBOR mess. Regulators are looking into whether or not a small group of brokers at ICAP may have worked with up to 15 of the world's largest banks to to manipulate 
ISDA fix, a benchmark number used around the world to calculate the price of interest rate swaps. <clears throat> interest rate swaps are a tool used by big cities, major corporations, and sovereign governments to manage their debt and the scale of their use is almost unimaginable. Unimaginably massive. Sorry, guys. It's about a $379 trillion market, meaning that any manipulation would affect a pile of assets about 100 times the size of the United States federal budget. Say that again. Three. All right. Our, our, our debt, our nation's debt that they tell us is $16 trillion, which is massive. God, and it yeah. says here, it, it's about a $379 trillion market. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, yeah, God, that's four times, five times the, the... Four times, that's like six, a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's a, a whole lot, man. Um, all right, so... It should, it should surprise no one that among the players implicated in the scheme to fix the price of interest rate swaps are the same mega banks, including Barclays, US, UBS, Bank of America, JP Morgan, Chase and the World Bank of Scotland that serve on. Oh, that's, that's JP Morgan Chase and the Royal Bank of Scotland. Sorry. Good thing you're reading along with me, Dave. And, that serve on the LIBOR panel that set global interest rates. In fact, in recent years, many of these banks have already paid multi-million dollar settlements for anti-competitive manipulation of one form or another. In other words, these banks do their shit. Mm-hmm. They, they rob us blind. They get a fine or a fee. Uh, uh, and uh, the uh, government gets their vig. Well, words, and it's not even, they, they'll take, they'll take, um, they'll take $10 billion and they'll pay, you know, a hundred thousand fine well, for taking if, ten billion. If they, if they if they if they made ten billion dollars and they pay off a billion dollars, that's a ten percent vig. A oh, shit, I'd pay that. Yeah, yeah, to to, to right. do something wrong and take it. Yeah, of course. Though the jumble of financial acronyms sounds like gibberish to the layperson, the fact the fact that there may be now price fixing scandals involving both LIBOR and ISDA fix suggests a single giant mushrooming conspiracy of collusion and price fixing hovering. Under the ostensibly competitive veneer of Wall Street culture. In other words, we're fucked. Why? <laughs> because LIBOR already affects the prices of interest rate swaps, making the manipulation on manipulation situation. In other words, they've manipulated the LIBOR. And now they're manipulating something else that's already been they're manipulated. Manip- they're manipulating the manipulation of LIBOR. Right. It's amazing right, so how they do this. It, it, and yeah. it, it's taken them a long time to, to build genius. this scheme. Yeah, it's taken them a long time to build the scheme to where it is. And, uh, they're, they're, they're almost done. I, I really, they're, they're, they're about there. I don't know about that. But anyway, if the allegations prove right, that will mean that swap customers have been praying for two different layers of price fixing, fixing corruption. If you can imagine paying 20 bucks for a crappy peanut butter and jelly because some evil cabal of agri business companies colluded to fix the price of both peanuts and peanut butter, you come home, you come close to grasping the lunacy of financial markets. Where both interest rates and interest rate swaps are being manipulated at the same time, often by the same banks. It's a double conspiracy. Double. Twofer. Uh, so, you get a twofer guy, out of this one. Says the guy uh, at the Community Commodity Futures Trade Commission and our professor at the University of Maryland. It's the height of criminality. Unreal. 
I'm ready to put a bullet in my fucking head. <laughs> All right. Like you said, this is a four-page article. We've gotten through half the first page uh, with lots of information. Read that other uh, segment, Dave. Do you still have that pulled up from your post of this hold article? On, on. Let me let me scan to this, and, and you could just talk about this. Oh, oh, yeah. Hold on. The biggest shock came out of a federal court, courtroom at the end of March. Though if you follow these matters closely, it may not have been shocking at all, which it doesn't shock you and I. But, you know, if I would have told my mother about this, she would, her, her mouth would drop to the floor. <laughs> when a land, all right, hold on. When a landmark class, class action civil lawsuit against the banks for library related offenses was dis- dismissed. Let me read that again. It may not have been so shocking at all when a landmark class action civil lawsuit against the banks for LIBOR related offenses was dismissed. In other words, these guys got busted doing all this shit and all of a sudden it was dismissed. It was gone. It wasn't there anymore. Right. Yeah. Poof. It's no longer there. In that case, a federal judge judge accepted the banker defendant's incredible argument. This. All right. Everybody listen to me. (laughs) All right. Listen to what I'm about to say in this next sentence. This is what the lawyer for the the lawyers for the bank said to the judge. What they ju- say, Forto, tell us. The judge fucking bought it. It's, he says, if Citizen Towns and other investors lost money because of LIBOR manipulation, that was of their own fault for ever thinking the banks were competing in the first place. In other no. words, we're telling you we're competing for you know LIBOR or you know interest rate loans, but we're not. So if you invested with us, you're stupid. You're dumb for believing our lie because we're just going to take your money and give you a big dildo up the ass because that's what we like to do. And that's what they're doing all the time. Guys, take the time to read that article. It's a, it's well worth reading. Um, the fact that it was in Rolling Stones, you know, I know Rolling Stones isn't, you know, a Rolling Stone. Matt Taibbi does a lot of good shit on the monetary system. You follow that. And he, he, unfortunately, he's got, Overly worded stories, and I, I don't watch, I don't read a lot of them, but every time I do, they're on the fucking money. And again, the, your wheelhouse is chemtrails, financial industry is mine. And, uh, as we're speaking of that, uh, bring us up to speed on your little Bitcoin thingy. Cause I saw you Bitcoin posted thing? something about people stop talking about it. It's back up to 156 or something. Hold on, let me get the current price of Bitcoin because it's a 24-7 world oh, for exchange. For God's sake with the Bitcoins. <laughs> Lexi's going to start breaking stuff. The price of Bitcoin is $130.27. Mm. All right, you know, everybody bailed out and poo-pooed it. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not hooraying Bitcoin. I'm not, I'm just trying to tell you, learn the system. If you learn how Bitcoin operates, all right? You will actually try, you will actually figure out how fucked up our, my, our financial system is. Because we're, our financial system and most financial systems on the planet are an inflationary currency. Which means they just keep putting more money into the system, which devalues the, the value of your dollar. Right. Which is the reason why if you put $10,000 in the bank in 1913, you were, you were rich. And today, you can't even buy a fucking used Hyundai. Right? Because so you're devalu- saying there's no inflation with bitcoins? They won't be because when, 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 uh, it'll when, inflate for a little bit until it, it, everything is out. And then once it reaches its peak and no more are produced or made from thin air, that makes no sense to me. It'll Hold start on. deflating it's, because it holds the value up until they're all out. There are two parts to inflation slash deflation. All right. The two parts are as how much money is in use and how many people are using it. Right. So. 
the reason why Bitcoin has gone up, not not that flash up and down that we saw last month, but it's been on a steady incline since I started retweeting it in August, which was seven dollars, you know, Bitcoin, and now it's one hundred and thirty because more more and more people are using it. Okay, right. So and and there are more bitcoins put into the system every day in terms of mining, and uh, either people don't use them and and hoard them or they actually use them. Um, but when it, when it's all said and done, I think at this point there's only 11 million bitcoins in circulation, and out of that 11 million, only seven five, 75 percent, or actually only 25 percent are actually being used. 75 percent are either lost or hoarded. Um, when it finally gets done, there'll be a, I think a total of 21 million bitcoins. And I think it's either 2020 or 2040, whenever the fuck it happens to be. That's it. There'll be no more Bitcoins in circulation. So if more and more people adopt Bitcoin. Well, how do you know that, though? Is there any replacement for the said lost Bitcoin? No, you lose it, you lose it. Okay. But you said that there'll be an increase as to how many are accessible? Well, the way the system is designed, that there's a, there's a certain amount of bitcoins in, uh, put into the system every day via mining. Um, people mine these things, and and you know, whatever it happens to be, whether there's a million people mining for it or ten people mining for it, the same amount of coins will be introduced every single day. Where do they come from? Uh, they're just like Sean said, they're right out of thin air. Oh, that sounds not volatile at all. <laughs> That's my. That's one of my issues with it. Is we've you know these 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 guys have these massive computers set up to mine uh, these imaginary coins, um, and uh, you know they've got thousands of dollars worth of computers wrapped up into mining these coins. That I, I don't know. Hold on. Stop. I don't, I don't buy it. Of, stop thinking of it as an investment to where you can make money, and think of it as a currency the way it is. All right. Now. Currently, this country is, uh, oh yeah, Buzzy's trying to say, try using your Bitcoin at wallet, at Walmart. I could, and I know how to do it. So suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> Love you too, Buzz. Right. Um, Buzzer's getting beaten up all day today. That's all right. And, right. and, and, uh, Skin Biscuits is talking about it's not real money because it's, it's not, it's virtual, but 97% of the American dollar is virtual. There's only 3% of our, our American dollar is actually physical. 97% of it is, is virtual. It's just numbers on a computer. But the, the, the big difference is, is that the Federal Reserve is putting in, um, 45 billion, 45 billion? 45 billion dollars a month into the system. So it's, it's a, it's an inflationary currency. In other words, your dollar is worth less and less every month because of the inflation. Whereas Bitcoin, there's a static amount, right? And it, again, it all depends on how many people are using it because inflation and deflation counts on how much currency is in, um, play as well as how many people are using it. If you and I are just using it and there's 21 million coins in, in circulation, it's going to cost us $11 million to get a pizza, which has happened. You know? Why should that matter how many people are actually using it? What because if you do has, just want to sit on it? Why if, Why can if, the value not increase when you're just sitting on it? Why would you have to use it in order for it to increase in value? The value is increased when more and more people accept it. Mm. Right? So acknowledgement of it gives it like, you know, like bonus value. points. 
this is the beauty of Bitcoin. It's a completely – what's the word I'm looking for? It's a completely made-up currency, and people are accepting it all over the planet. The reason – the good part about um, – Kind of like dollar-dollar Bit- bills were kind of made up at one point, kind of introduced yeah, but, in. Yeah, but, but see that – This that, is that, like the new wave. See, but back in the day, hold the on, dollar bill on, had a backing. It's called gold. Hold on a second. The difference between a Bitcoin and a physical dollar bill is A, there's there's a physical dollar bill, but B, the government says this dollar bill is worth $1, right? So that's the fiat currency portion of it is that the government's saying this is worth this amount of money. Whereas it's the free and open market that is is dictating the, um, the value of a Bitcoin. And the value of a Bitcoin is its anonymity. And it's transportability. But like doesn't, I send, doesn't I the free... send you a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin without going through any fucking bank whatsoever. Doesn't the free and open market really determine the value of a dollar though? Because the market fluctuates and affects think, the value of a dollar. I think what he's describing here is that the difference between <clears throat> physical like paper money that we're used to using, our monopoly money. Which is, it looks like now if you didn't, if you weren't aware of that. You know, most people look at the security of that because it's backed by a bank or or backed by gold it's, it's, or whatever you want to say. Whereas, whereas bitcoins are not there, but at the same time, that also means that banks are not making money off of your transactions with it either. It's your responsibility to own it and utilize it as you will. So that, that would enliven the only difference between paper money and bitcoins as far as what I'm understanding so far. But as you know, Dave, I have no fucking idea how to mine for a bitcoin or. You need to mine for it. You need to mine for it. Right. Just let, let's just, let's just go back to 1848 when there was a huge gold rush in, in, in California. You could either have gone out west. And mine for gold and got the gold yourself. Or if you, you were, if you were, you know, a smart person, you just made a business and made money and bought gold. You know, you didn't have to mine it to use it. You just buy it to use it. So you can buy it or you can mine it. So you could take dollars that to you are considered a value and go buy a Bitcoin, which really we hope has a value someday. Somebody, there's, there's a value. Somebody will, there's a probability that somebody will accept. Your Bitcoin on the other side, and you don't have to go through. What pain. is that? After I die on the other side? <laughs> Stick your day job in. Uh, you would you would have to hope that you know the person on the other side of the, the the transaction accepts the Bitcoin for you know market value, which is currently now one hundred and thirty dollars and seven cents. Um, and just so you know, Josh says uh, I can send you a tweet. Doesn't mean it's worth anything. But if I valued it, and if I could use it somewhere else, uh, and here's the thing: is, is I can create, I can create a hundred million tweets, whereas I can't create a hundred million. See, the the biggest problem. With Bitcoin if you were a is, bank, you could create a hundred million dollars, right? But you can't do it with Bitcoin. That's the key issue: is it's an it's a deflationary currency as long as it's accepted. So it can never be counterfeited. Can't be counterfeited. Can't be. As far as it's, it's actually 256 bit encryption. And for you to use current technology, it would take, uh, I forget. I think it's like 10,000 years to crack current technology that we're aware of. Now, how do we know the government doesn't have the technology that could crack it in 10 minutes? Uh, hey, man, 
Look up 256-bit encryption. That's all I'm telling you. I just, I, I'm very curious, honestly, as to where it started and where it's coming from. I've heard rumors that uh, Kaiser was one of the uh, formers of this. Kaiser? Yeah, Max Kaiser. Was it Max? Yeah, Max Kaiser. No, it, no it's a guy, it's a dude. It's, There's it's been rumors guy. just connecting him to it. Yeah, saying, rumor, yeah, rumors, right, right, yeah. I got a big giant dick and that's a rumor. Well, we know that's a rumor. I can act well. <laughs> I can prove that's false. <laughs> oh God! Not up. another cock off tonight. I can't do two in one day. No, I, I would definitely concede defeat without even dropping my draws. <laughs> but anyway, if you learn, and, and, and I hate the fact that it's a battle. Like people think I'm a fucking Bitcoin. I know you're not. I just I'm I, not a cheerleader. I'm just trying to learn the system, <laughs> and you'll see how corrupt our current monetary system is. All right, let's just say, let's just say I, I mined for coins in 2009, and I got 50 coins. Right, I didn't do shit with them. How much are they worth right now? Five thousand dollars. Right. Okay. How much are they going to be worth in five years from now? Nothing or a lot. Who knows? Correct. But at, let's just take, take at the same time in 2009, I'd, I put 50 coins away and $50 away. What's the purchasing power of my $50 from three years ago as, as opposed to the purchasing power of my Bitcoin? Uh, because of the inflation, because, because of the trillions of dollars of inflation that the Federal Reserve has pumped into this. It's like, it's like fucking, um, what are those things called? Uh, those little bears. No, the Cabbage Patch Kids. When I was like 18 years old, people were going nuts for them. They were paying, you know, f- twice and three times the amount of money to get a Cabbage Patch doll for their kids from Toys R Us for Christmas, right? And then six months later, because there were so many of them, um, the price went down to like nine dollars. Yeah, because that, that. I remember when that was all going. Do you remember that that Christmas? My God, that was horrible. Right, and but that's inflation. All right. And that's, that's, that what happens is, is that now the people, the people that are using them actually have too much of them and they won't pay top dollar for it. And this is the same thing when it comes to the monetary system. There are too many dollars in circulation. So nobody wants, when, 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 when people think inflation, they think, okay, bread is going up, butter is going higher, milk is going higher, hamburgers are going higher, everything's going higher. Well, that's not what's going on, but yeah. Right. What's happening is it's not going higher is that your purchasing power of your dollar is getting lower. So the money that you have in the bank or that you have in your hand is deteriorating. It's useless. It's like, ha- it's like having a house. You have a three-bedroom, two-bath house. That's 2,200 square feet, let's just say. And a year later, it's 2,100 square feet. And a year after that, it's 2,000 square feet. And five years later, it's 1,500 square feet. You're losing um, space because of what's going on because of the monetary system. right? It's designed. It, they're stealing money right out of your fucking bank account, and you don't even know it. Because we let them, Dave. That's why. Right. And if you were to put money into Bitcoin, guess what? Oh, okay. Now that we're on Bitcoin, here's what's going to happen. All right. Uh-oh. He, oh, wait. Do, 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 do. Here's what's going to happen from Forto right. so Jones. This is the reason why now, like, I'm not the type of guy to tell you to invest or not invest, right? I'm just trying to tell you what Bitcoins are all about. But here's the reason why you should invest in A, precious metals, or B, uh, Bitcoin or C both. All right. The higher act, the H I R E act that was brought about in 2010 has a clause in it that says that as of January 24, 2014, wire transfers sent to offshore locations could be subject to a 30% withholding tax. Okay. 
Who's 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 making the tweet noise? It's me. Sorry. Look we got a show to run here. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just dicking with you. Go anyway. on. Go on. So what's going to happen is, of January next year, it's going to be harder to move money out of this out of this country. They're going to give you. They're going to on certain uh, things. They're going to tax you thirty percent. So suppose you want to move a hundred thousand dollars down to Honduras. When you get down there, you're going to have seventy thousand dollars, thanks to the government. If you did it in Bitcoin, guess what? Before you leave the Miami airport, you transfer, you buy $100,000 worth of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You come, you fly two and a half hours later, you land in uh, Tegucigalpa, uh, Honduras and go to the next, the nearest computer and you, you sell it. Boom. There you go. You just transferred $100,000 without anybody knowing. Or you could do it the way I would do it. And how's that? I would buy gold coins. Because gold coins have a face value, like a the Toronto maple, the Toronto, no, no, the Canadian maple leaf, and the uh, the American eagle, they both have a face value of fifty dollars, despite the fact that they're nine 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 point nine percent pure one ounce of gold, which oh, is yeah, you currently tell. worth fifteen hundred dollars. But the government, because you know, when you, if you move money through the airports. If you took five thousand dollars, you'd have to declare five thousand dollars. But if I took three gold coins, they would they would consider it one hundred and fifty dollars, despite the fact that it's worth five thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, I follow you on that one. I got you on right. that. So yeah. you can move it. You can move it that way. You can move it through art. You could buy a painting that's worth a million dollars, and take it, you know, to your to the Bahamas, and then sell it in the Bahamas. Boom! You just transferred a million dollars without worrying about it. There are ways around everything. Which everybody has to learn those ways and realize if you need to do things like that, there, there are ways. It's just figuring them out and, and being able, I mean, if you're trying to move that kind of money, you're financially able to, you know, do these things anyway. So. No, but, but, but suppose you move, you were moving 20 grand, which, you know, 20 grand is not out of the reach of, you know, some of us, as long as we just stop spending money. Um, you would have to pay. You would have to, you know, declare it that you were you were taking twenty grand down to fucking Honduras, and you'd have to pay a tax on that to take it out of the country, right? And right. It, well, not only that, it would go on the radar. Like, why are you moving with this much money? Because I fucking want to spend twenty grand in Honduras. All right, <laughs> I'm going to get me some coke, man. Leave me alone. No, I'm, I'm going to buy a fucking house, and I'm going to buy a, you know a beach house in Honduras, and this is the down payment. Fucking leave me alone. It's my fucking money. No, the government needs to know what you're doing at all times, Dave. Exactly. Come on now, accept it, get used and to he, it, and stop complaining. Here is the value of Bitcoin. Aside from the fact that you could transfer from one place to another, and aside from the fact that it's a deflationary currency and an inflationary currency, you could do it without the government knowing because it's all encrypted. All encrypted. Well, I mean, that makes sense if you look at it that way. <laughs> you just commenced. It's, it, you sold her, Dave. It's like, it's like putting your money, it's like putting $20,000 into a fucking um, safety deposit box. And then having it go through the vacuum tubes, like, you know, when you go outside and you do it, it goes up. It's like putting it in your safe deposit box in a bank in New York, in a bank in Florida, and it just ends up in a bank in Honduras. I got and nobody you. Knows about it. I, I think it's a great way to move money if you're going to be moving to Honduras and you want to take a lot of money with you, then it's a good thing for that. Um, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt to have some. I wouldn't put a lot of money into it uh, if you don't have a lot of disposable income. Uh, I mean, hell, we can't even get gold or silver at this point in time, so I don't see us investing in, in Bitcoins in that manner, at least. 
Um, if we were to follow you to Honduras or something along those lines, yeah, maybe it would be a good way to, to get our money there free of U.S. government involvement, which would, of course, be nice. Yeah. Just, um, again, whatever, whenever, you, whenever you guys come down, there will be a way, and I'll make sure of it. <laughs> it's just one of the oh, – excuse me. Oh, okay, oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, I've been very tired recently. He's used to going to bed at 8.30. He's yeah. old. I, I, I've just been really tired. I know we talked about this earlier. It's just, it's hitting me now. I'm starting to have. He's not going to make it, you guys. He's not going to make it. I'm going to pass out before the show's over. No, we got, uh, in the next hour, we have an old friend and foe joining us. Anybody who's followed the Sean, the Sean, the show for a while, uh, will know who that is. Uh, he's a really great researcher. He's been sharing a lot of information with me recently. I have three specific topics I want to bring up to him. And uh, ask him his opinion on. Uh, and that should take us to the end of the show. And hopefully next week I will uh, have the, the phone lines uh, unfucked. Let's just put it that way. Well, Dave will be in studio, so no matter what, at least I can put them on the other computer then. So uh, we'll you get that bounce, on. You can't bounce the computer while we're in break? No, oh, it's, a it's the broadcast computer. computer. Yeah, I can't shut that one down or else they lose us for a little bit. Nobody wants to lose us for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, come on. We're, we're what you mean the lowest rated show on we're exciting. Radio. <laughs> we're exciting. You guys don't want to lose us, do you? I mean, come on, really, <laughs> really? Now you're gonna want to hear what um, Info has to say. Uh, like I said, he's a really good researcher. Uh, he shared stuff with me this past couple weeks that uh, put me ahead of the stuff a little bit. Uh, so I appreciate that from him. That's kind of why I asked him to come on, is to you know let us pick his brain a little bit and uh, get his opinion on some of this stuff. Everybody's opinion matters, and everybody's opinion is going to be different. So uh, we'll bring him in after the break here. Are you ready for a break, Dave? Definitely. i got to go turn my air conditioning down a little bit because I am sweating over here for some reason tonight. All right, guys. Uh, that was hour number two of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, like I said, when we come back, we'll have our buddy Info on with us. And we will uh, pick his brain to try to figure out some more information on Boston, West, West Texas, and Monsanto. Uh, I'd, I'd give you the phone number, but uh, we don't have a phone number. So just sit tight. You're listening to the first 15 on RazRadioLive.com. We'll talk to you in a couple minutes. So don't tease the crowd because I brought my crew. You're listening to Frank Castle and Sean Raz on the first 52.
like Thomas Paine was. Who's to blame us? Set to explode like a hand grenade does. It's out of control. We're not what we've seen. First we're gonna rock, then we're gonna roll, then we're gonna hit you with the hip hop flow. Sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TV while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. bad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Damn it. 
You know I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it Under this spell, but I managed to break it Glued to the tube, now I finally escaped it Take a hold of my fate, wanna claim it and shape it With no hesitation, move the foundation Like a tectonic plate, I'm here to shake up the nation Awaken the sheep, will resurrect every people Unveil every truth, and expose every evil Another upheaval, revolution of the mind Evolution of the spirit, liberty for humankind Giving sight to the blind, strength to the weak Every time I speak, they wanna see me six feet deep But I don't give a fuck when it comes to pass, bury me face down so they can kiss my ass In a world of glass, I'm the brick breaking the planet Planet, I'm a human planet. being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it Take a step to the left, now move to the right But we're just running in circles If we don't unite, stand up and fight Put away false pride Free your mind from this left-right paradigm I remember the day when I first woke up Took a look at those towers, said, what the fuck? I know buildings don't fall at free fall speed But then it all became clear Turn right at the scene Dumping fluoride in the water, mercury and vaccines Bringing down the IQs of every human being It's destruction by design, the fall of mankind Problem, reaction, solution every time my life has value. I'm a human being, god damn it. I'm a human being, my life has value. I'm a human being, god damn it. I'm a human being, my life has value. I'm a human being, god damn it. I'm a human being, my life has value. I'm a human being, god damn it. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window. Open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. What's up, everybody? This is Frank Castle from Heist Click, and you're listening to me on the first 52. Ah, nice little break there. Well, here we go. Hour number three of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. I hope you guys have enjoyed the first two hours. Um, we're not going to have the phones this week. We will save that for next week. Uh, maybe we'll do an all-phone-call-driven show next week. That might be a lot of fun. Get you guys to give us a call and give us your opinions. Uh, you can still join us in the chat room if you want at RazRadioLive.com. Uh, we have some chat going on in there. We're in and out of there. Or you can tweet us at Sean Raz, at Lexi Raz, or at Porto Jones. 
Give us a holler. Let us know what you think. Bring this music here down, and we will bring Fortoed back into the conversation. You there, bud? Am I here? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, we are all there. Uh, let's see here. I don't know how much introduction we'll do for our buddy here. Uh, we'll just go with info for now and let him uh, decide what level of uh, information he wants to give on himself, and then we'll get into the questioning. So, info, you there? Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. How you been? I'm pretty good. Yourself? Uh, not bad. You're a little low. Can you bring us up a little bit on your end? Uh, yeah, I can try to. How's that? That's better. There you go. There you go. So, how's life been treating you? First off, I haven't talked to you uh, for a long time. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, that's good to hear. That's good. You still working over uh, Broken Man? Uh, yep, yep. Helping out with that show over there. That's good to hear over at Unbound Radio. Yep, definitely. With the Unbound now, everything's going good. Show went off tonight. No hitches. Everything was sounding great. Discussed good. some topics on Smart Dust. Everybody needs to look into that. Kind of scary. On Smart Dust? Is that something yes. they're throwing in possibly with the uh, chemtrails above us? You know, it's it's actually a good possibility. If you look into it and, you know, kind of read about it, it's actually tiny enough that they could do that. The bad thing is, is you would have thousands of them that would be wasted, and I don't know how you would actually know that one would be ingested in a body. You know what I mean? Right. So if, uh, maybe if you targeted an area and knew how to, you know, kn- know when one was active inside a human body, you could use them that way, I'm, I'm, you know. The possibilities are probably endless. I was listening to, uh, I believe it hold was. On, hold on, I, I want to address the, uh, the the RFID dust. Well, that's yeah, that's what we're talking about here. I know, but 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 see, everybody's all because I read the article, and everybody's all upset about oh RFID. But you got to understand, it's near field communication. Got to be really close to it, and um, there's not much to worry about that. I believe it was Catherine Albright I heard talking about this, and one of the things that she brought up about exactly what you just said, Dave was and chris this kind of goes with what you were saying um this dust can be sprayed over everything and that then makes everything a wire or an antenna i mean so all you don't have to be right on they don't have to be right on top of you because if every tree around you if every building around you if every vehicle around you if every blade of grass around you has yeah, become an antenna to I, receive. Catherine Albright is also a, a little bit of an alarmist. Um, and, and these are the things that I kind of, I, I know about, uh, NFC and RFID because I've actually programmed the cards. All right. So I kind of know this and it, and, um, it, what the card itself just has a, a, a wire antenna. Let's just take a card. Mm-hmm. Take apart a card. It just got a wire antenna in it and it gives off a specific signature. And when, when, when the, um, the uh well, let's just call it a transponder where the reader reads it it just reads that specific signature and then checks its database right but it can't it's it's not very far away like the far the, the, the if you go through you know uh the people in the north they know of easy pass and us down here we have the sun pass mm-hmm. all right yeah they got these things that are you know they're two and three feet wide up above and they're they're bouncing down on a powered um transmitter device right all right so it's actually giving out energy instead of it just being sitting there waiting for well, i think this i think this is something like like info said this is something we need to look into um I, i've i've heard of it i've i've heard what i was just saying about the everything becoming an antenna or a receiver uh so there's a lot of info to go into that and i got other things i want to get to so i don't want to spend you know the whole hour here talking about uh the the dust so we're, we're going to look into that and and i appreciate you bringing that up for us info yep, no problem um, one of my first questions I have for you, um, is on the Boston bombing and you sent me a message there when I was going over what Sybil said 
and you said we were sounding like I was kind of on point to what you're thinking. So give us your thought on what, what your belief or your theory or your hypothesis is to what's going on here. You, you really have to sit back and kind of step away from the bombing aspect itself and, and look at the history of Chechnya and what's going on. Um, the hatred between Chechnya people and, and, and Vladimir Putin and the up and coming 2014 Winter Olympics, which are about 200 miles away from Chechnya. Then you need to step back and look at, wait a minute, why would the U.S. be involved? Well, do we want something that the Russians really don't want us to have? Yeah, we want Syria. So maybe if we help them out with their Chechnya problem, that we'll be able to move into Syria a lot easier. Right. Yeah, and that's... It's kind of what I'm seeing too in that, in that after Sybil really explained it, it came through to me exactly what they were trying to do is get Russia on board for the, cause Russia's been teetering on whether they want to support the war on the, the global war on terror. Um, they really haven't thrown their full support into it. And, and after this bombing, that was one of the first things they did was say, Hey, you know what? We're going to support the global war on terror. So was that part of the mission of this attack? You know, there's a, probably a lot of ways to look at it. The, the CIA has been in Chechnya forever. Right. Our, our buddy Brzezinski, he's, he's actually talked about Chechnya being strategic and all that. There's a massive influx of jihad there, which the Chechnya people, if you look at the people in the Caucasus, the Caucasians, they're, they're part Middle Eastern and they're part Asian. So that's what a true person, a true Caucasian is, someone from the Caucasus. And the way these people are treated there, it's kind of weird. They're treated, uh, they're treated worse than, all right, say, put it this way, uh, blacks in the fifties in the United States, right. they're treated way worse than that. So, and, and they're used. So jihad is like almost an escape for them. So, you know, you could, you could say that this was provocateur more than you, like an agent. You know what I mean? Um, Somebody was pushing these people to do this. Whether they're actually truthful agents, probably not. I would say that they were pushed to do this. I mean, he he did travel back to that area. Right. What he went there for, who knows? The Russians knew about him. They have they have wiretapped communications between the oldest son and mom, and it was all about some radical stuff. I mean, that just came out probably about three hours ago. Yeah, I didn't hear that one. That's new because somebody was saying, I think it might have been Dave saying earlier, you know, about or Shifty or somebody was talking about the mom's guilty. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? She's just as guilty. And I hadn't seen that yet. See, this is more to the point what I'm talking about. If anybody knows about the Jamestown Foundation, the Jamestown Mm -hmm. Foundation was set up to help Soviet dissidents. Well, his parents came to the United States 10 years ago as Soviet dissidents. I mean – it's almost if you want to understand this, don't even think about the bombing aspect about it. You want to step back and think of the geopolitical aspect, aspect of it. it. Yeah. Well, you know, did you read the article that came out uh, in a in a Russian paper? <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, talking about how the terrorists were recruited um, at the Georgian Foundation. Well, I mean, in that area, that's it's the same area. It's all in the Georgian region. I mean, if you look at a map of where Chechnya is. All that, all that area is the Northern Caucasus, even when you get into Kosovo and Bosnia and all that stuff over there, Serbia. So, I mean, you're, it's all the same kind of people and they've all been treated that way. It's a war forever over there. So you're going to get terrorism out of there, especially when you have the CIA coming in there, pumping in there, funding these poor people money. Mm-hmm. 
And they, they use them as slaves. Both sides will use them as pretty much slaves. I mean, they run drugs. They've been caught running drugs in Iraq. I don't know if people know anything about some of the battles in Fallujah. The gun nests were filled with drugs. Well, and this, uh, people seem and to it, forget that our enemies are always our former um, people that we supported. You know, they, they, most people don't know that during the, the whole uprising up in that region that the CIA was up there supporting the rebels that were trying to overthrow that region. They were once the Chechenian freedom fighters. Right. It's amazing. Just like, uh, I can never say this right, Mujahideen is Al-Qaeda, and we made them. And see, that's the flux that's been coming into Chechnya. If you look, just, man, when you you get done with your show, just Google search Chechnya and throw in some alternate words. You know what I mean? Throw in CIA, throw in Mujahideen, and watch the results that come back. And they're old results, man. Some of these are back from the 90s. Some stories that were read. So this isn't like, oh my God, where did Chechnya come from? No, these people have been around for a while. We just haven't known about it. And it's funny, you said the Jamestown, as I'm scanning through the article I was just talking about with the Georgia Foundation, it says here, it's talking about this one lady, and it says she works with the American NGO Jamestown. So it's connecting it right, this Georgetown, Georgian Foundation is connected right to the Jamestown one that you were talking about. Well, I mean, you got you also have to look at the people who started the Jamestown Foundation, former CIA agents, fight, one of them was a formal head of the CIA. So And, and Brzezinski, like you said, is tied up in there. Um, who are some of the other players? I, there were so many players that were mentioned the other day, and I was working, so I couldn't write them down. But yeah, it all goes back to, to former CIA, FBI, uh, Defense Department people. They're all tied into this these foundations, which is where they cherry-pick their people they're going to set up or people they're going to use for operations i mean then it comes to the point whether you want to believe these guys did it on their own because of the way that they were taught being provocateur by you know the cia that's the only way you can look at it the fbi i think they were they were told not to watch them anymore and you know everything's so compartmentalized i mean you know what i'm saying the fbi had no clue what was going on i think they knew there was a threat and that's why there were so many people there and that's why Kraft was there with the radar detection backpacks and the anti-explosive backpacks which didn't work very well obviously yeah and that's kind of weird man because somebody hired Kraft to be there and if you look into Kraft and you know kind of look around it costs a lot of money to have that little team there. You're looking probably around a million dollars. So somebody paid for Kraft to be there. They weren't just there standing around looking like dumbasses. Now, how's this for a hypothesis to info? What if, what if these guys were secretly a triple agent and they were working with the FBI running a drill, but they decided, you know what? This is our opportunity now to actually go through with something. So we're going to. We're going to do this. And maybe the FBI had no clue that they were going to do it. I mean, is that a possible idea or a thought? You know, it is a good possibility. You ever notice why they don't want you to look at the first bombing? They don't really talk about the first bombing in the lame stream. You don't hear too much about it. You hear mostly about the second bomb. You don't hear too much about the first one. Now, did somebody else put the backpack at the first one? Hmm. You know, it's a good possibility. What does the Saudi Arabian guy have to do with everything? Yeah, that's you know another I mean? question that really has got me baffled with the, with his whole situation. Uh, what yeah. have you heard why, on him? Go ahead, Dave. And why, and why did why did uh, Michelle Obama visit him? Yeah, I mean, we we all know that that 
the American government sucks Saudi Arabian nuts. I mean, that's <laughs> obvious. We've been doing that for a long fucking time. They actually own, I think, like the last time I checked, I think they own 8% of the United States, which it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's actually a fucking lot. Well, for any foreign country to own any percentage of our country is a bad problem, bad issue to me. Yeah, most definitely, especially Saudi Arabia. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Dave, what were you going to say there, bud? Yeah, I was wondering. He, he he brought up a good point. Like, you only hear about the bombing, but you never hear about the individual one. You know, there's the one, and then 12 seconds later, you know, down the block, another one. And also, a lot of people don't talk about the, you know, the, the, the tweet from the Boston Globe saying, you know, the, there's two tweets, and I, and I actually I screenshot it right off of the fucking um, the Twitter website. That says that there's going to be a controlled demolition and it gives a, a 600 block of a specific uh, street, which happens to be across the street from the finish line. Yeah, but and that was that tweet went out. That tweet went out well after the explosions. And, and I, I battled about that tweet and Chris, or info. You can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But I battled about that tweet also with some people. And then I really look at the timeline of it. And it was like an hour or two after the initial explosions. No, if you if you actually read the tweets, they're all within the same hour. Well, Boston Globe removed the first tweet after a while. The, the tweet that talked about the freaking explosion at the library, it got removed. Right. I went to Boston Globe and looked, and it was I couldn't get it to pull up. But then you look at why did the craft people, if you ever watched them, and there's a slow motion video, well, time lapse video of them, when the bomb went off, what they did after the bomb went off, they weren't, they didn't go check the people out at all. They were had no concern about any injuries after the explosion. But after they all met up with their vehicle, they decided to go underneath the stands that were on the other side of the street. And I don't know what they did under there. I guess they searched for more bombs and maybe, maybe got the one that they put there that they were supposed to do a fake explosion on or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very interesting situation, and I we do need to find the. I, I think you got a good theory there. Is is forget about the bombs and just back up and look at the geopolitics involved and and who the players are. And I think that can bring a lot more to the light than trying to figure out why and who bombed us. Yeah, I mean that's you, that's I mean there's a way bigger picture here than some kid who's been here since he's been ten that decided to build a pressure cooker bomb. I mean. There's way more to it. Yeah, I agree with that one. Absolutely. All right. The next thing I have for you, have you been, uh, have you looked into the West Texas, Texas fertilizer explosion at all? Yeah, I've watched numerous hours of the same video over and over and over again. Then I've watched numerous hours of cruise missiles over and over <laughs> and over again. And I honestly don't think it was a missile. Whether, Maybe somebody set a charge up inside the plant, but you have to think about what was there, man. Ammonium nitrate is not very stable. I mean, a power line could have, you know, caught on fire during the fire right? and snapped and it sparked, hit the big giant pile of ammonium nitrate. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Explosions are crazy, man, especially on video. Now, and I, I feel you on that, and I've heard very good explanations for that whoosh and the, the, the massive explosion there. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I've been pulled away from the missile idea, but do you know the history of that fertilizer company and Monsanto? Oh, <laughs> uh, I know in 2007, there was a lawsuit filed over 
a monopoly of fertilizer. They, I don't know exactly right. to the T what it was, but so you don't think there's any kind of thing there. You don't, you're not concerned there. You're, you, it's, you, and I'm uh, asking that seriously. I'm not really all right. Smart. Again, what what's the end game of Monsanto blowing up the uh, you I, know, I don't having know. an explosion there? I don't. I mean, the only thing there would be is be payback, but um, I'm going to lean towards more something. Something, I mean, you know, an anhydrous tank could have been sitting outside the door of this place and the tube melted finally or something busted, a weld busted because it got so hot and sprayed freaking anhydrous on this ammonium nitrate. I mean, does anybody know what the fuck that'll do? I don't, but I'm sure it'll blow it the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Anhydrous is some crazy stuff. I mean, I grew up on a farm and I've seen people get their arms burned. I mean, they make crystal freaking meth with anhydrous and meth labs blow up, so... Yeah, we don't I mean, we don't need anhyd- that. Anhydrous is freaking nasty stuff, and there's tanks. If you look at this place, there's anhydrous tanks everywhere. I think that's what the uh, the the one explanation I heard it was from a firefighter, and I think that's what he was talking about were the anhydrous anhydrous tanks, uh, and that's where that whoosh is coming from. Is that one of them off to the left finally went and sent that major rush into it that caused the massive explosion. So that's, I, I just, I wanted to get your take on it because I, I, I'm hearing the Monsanto tie. I'm hearing, you know, I'm seeing no, I, these videos and stuff like that. So I, I don't think Monsanto used black water to fly a plane over and shoot a <laughs> missile into a fucking fertilizer plant. No, I honestly don't think that. All right. right. They could easily take them out in court. Right. I mean, come on. You know, it's, an, it's a fucking accident is what hey, it is. Hey, one thing I do want to say is some of these people, man, are taking some of this shit a little too fucking far. It's cool to be a critical thinker, but to be an overcritical thinker, man, come on. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If Kraft were to have done these explosions, you're not going to freaking spot some fucking Navy SEALs standing there with shit in their pants in the middle of the street. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? These dudes are freaking special ops. They get paid like 300 grand a year. You're not going to catch them looking stupid after they set a charge off, right? Did you did you negative? Catch, are there are there any pictures of of these guys hanging out around World Trade Center? No, no, no. Well, you know what? I, I you know I can't tell you because I I wasn't really into this freaking military. I, you know what? I don't think there were military contractors that deep before um nine eleven. Yeah, I was. Gonna I think say, that yeah. was the spur. That was the spur of military contracting. Yeah, they weren't used as much. And also, Dave, keep in mind. Uh, back in 2001, not every single person had a cell phone with a camera on it. You know, there wasn't cameras on every corner. And it, Are you telling me that there was no um, video cameras along the well, way? Well, no, I didn't say that. You, you do know that they're all over the, the, the Pentagon. We didn't get to see them. Yes, we didn't. But we that's also... Exactly what would, that's, that's the MO, is that if there was somebody involved, you wouldn't see it. We saw far too much. This is... This, this just proves that they, you know, that they can't protect us. And this is what I've been saying all along. Thank you so very much. That's what I've been freaking trying to say. Are you kidding me? We need to give you more freaking money. And you dumbasses obviously were told to freaking let this shit happen. Or you really fucked up and couldn't even freaking catch them with some craft dudes there. And I know what those backpacks are. I know for a fact what those backpacks are. I can give you a link to the manufacturer. I know exactly what they have in their hand is freaking Geiger meters. So, and I can give you the manufacturer to them too. And it's not the one on natural news. I've got the exact one that dude has in his hand made for military use only. <laughs> all right. So, so, all right, so let's, let's pose a question between the three of us. All right. Mm-hmm. Given, given the amount of 
resources that these guys have. Could we, let's just say we wanted to protect our, this country. Could we actually figure out a way to stop what happened? Of course. You give me a freaking, you give me everything that our, our, our awesome government has, and I can guarantee you nobody will ever hack us. I can guarantee you that nobody will ever come across the border that doesn't need to come across the border. And I can probably guarantee you with hold all on, that surveillance, nobody will ever. Adhering, hold on, Chris. While adhering to some sort of a semblance of the Constitution, do you think that there's a way that we could have prevented what's going on? Do you think, let me ask you something. If you wanted to hurt somebody, Despite all the rules, let's just say they took guns away from everybody. Would you be able to hurt somebody? Well, of course. All right. So my point <laughs> I is. I like that, that answer. Well, of course. I mean, of course. dude, what did they used to do before there was all this? They used to throw rocks at each other, man. I, yeah. I would throw a rock at somebody. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, my come point on. Is, and if there's not a rock, I'm going to throw sand in your face. <laughs> right. Beat you with a stick. You're going to eat beans the night before and you're going to fart noxious gas at somebody. You will figure out a way to throw hurt onto somebody else despite rules and regulations and, and, uh, uh, whatever goes on. So I, I don't think, and I'm not knocking the cops and I'm the first. I love to beat the shit out of cops, uh, metaphorically. Yeah. I was going to say um, verbally beat the shit out of cops, right? Right. Cause, there's no other way I could do it. Um, and I, and I, I just, I don't think that there I'm going to was... kick your ass with my four toes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't think, you know, cause there was, there was, there was bomb sniffing dogs there, but you know, you can't sniff bombs that are inside of, of, uh, pressure cookers. Right. Um, and also the problem wasn't a whole lot of charge because the pressure cooker itself actually, uh, exponentially, uh, multiplied the explosion, multiplies the explosion. Right. Um, so, it just proves to, to you that no matter what, they can't protect us. They, you know, bad will always find a way to fuck with us. So, you know, what we got to do is we got to stop fucking with other people. Right. Well, what, yeah, we got to stop fucking oh, with other bingo. people. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Exactly. You mean, hold on, Dave. You mean to tell me imperialism is not working? <laughs> it is not. It Well, it actually is. It's working for us. For them. Right. For the people that do not get hurt, for the people that just make nothing but money, and and it's just a little guy, you and me, and and everybody within the sound of my voice, we're the one, we're the expendable ones, we're the expendable tax cattle. And you know, hasn't it always been like that? That's all they want us for. It's. I mean, think about it. Think about re. Think about some freaking medieval story. Wasn't there always a king who dictated over a bunch of people and took their freaking gold as tax? This or is true. Or their gyms, and if you didn't do it, you got the crap beat out of you, and your daughter raped, and they probably right. stole whatever horse she had, and you, you know what I mean? So, true. This is very true. Um, isn't there always going to be peasants? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, watching fucking um, what's that show? What's that? Uh, shit, night. I'm totally brain farting. A Braveheart. You watch Braveheart again? You're like, holy shit! This has been going on for fifteen hundred years. Oh yeah, and uh, there's really no way out of it. There isn't. You are a slave, and there ain't shit you can do about it. Even you know, I'm talking all this shit about going to Honduras. I'm just gonna be less of a slave there. <laughs> Still be a little bit of a slave though. Absolutely. Well, I I just don't think I we... can only own in Honduras. I can only own four guns. Well, then why go to Honduras? Because that's all I own right now is four guns. <laughs> I have a shotgun, I have a rifle, I have and two pistols. That's all I need. Well, and I'll probably figure out a way to get others, but um, you know, 
wherever you go on the planet, unless you go to, you know, Antarctica, you're going to be under the rule of somebody. And we've had this discussion about whether we need government, don't need government. Um, I don't necessarily think we need it, but we just can't, it can't just go away right now at this point in time. So let's, I don't want to get in that debate again. I'm glad, I, I, I'm glad what I, I appreciate what info said about the West Texas thing and, I've been going away from the conspiracy end of it, but I wanted to get somebody else's opinion on that. But when I was looking into that West Texas thing, um, info, Monsanto, of course, came up. So I did some more searching with Monsanto. And I guess apparently back, uh, I think it was 09, they tried to buy Blackwater or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, Academia. Academia, yeah. Um, I did some researching in it. That deal apparently fell through, but then they were purchased by a, a, um, what's it called whenever all the rich people get together and buy stuff secretly? A trust a tr- or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. What do you know about this? Have you heard anything about this? And what's well, your thoughts? I do know the only way you can really connect Monsanto and Blackwater or Academia is through Bain Capital because Bain Capital has a lot of stuff shares of Monsanto and I think they're the ones who funded this group to buy Academia. I'm not for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. So so you think there is a connection there and and maybe they are working with them at least or have a secret contract. So I read something about a possible secret contract uh that they were using them for uh different protection things and things like that, security and and those type of of operations. It's possible. I mean, and a lot of people sue Monsanto. I mean, so, and a lot of people don't like Monsanto. So if you have the money, wouldn't you hire your own private security firm? I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Does that concern you that, uh, that company has, it's just a has money that? making operation it has nothing to do, you know, it has, it has less to do with, uh, securing, well, they probably hired them to, to secure their, their top people anyway. So it's just right. buying money making thing. I remember, did you remember the guy that actually brought go or created Blackwater? He's now living in fucking Singapore. He sold the company years ago. So that's probably the time that they were looking into it. It's just a money making thing because so much money is going into them from the, this government. Go ahead, Info. Yeah. He's, uh, I think they split the company. I think he owns like Blackwater. Abu Dhabi or something like that. I, I don't know. But they do like executive security. You know, I mean, if you look at all these private contractors, if you look at their websites, the jobs they do, they do even do school security. So, I mean, they'll take whatever money they get, I guess. Yeah, that's the people they, we need. They got a lot of equipment, man. Uh, they're their own military force. I mean, they really yeah, are. Pretty much. I mean, and see, Blackwater doesn't have the stuff that a lot of people think they have. Go look at their stuff. They got some cool helicopters, but when it gets to like airplanes, they don't have jets or anything. They got some crappy freaking like propeller fighter plane. So, I mean, <laughs> they do have helicopters though. So, but they do have, uh, they do have a, uh, you know, an ear to the government. And I'm sure for a little bit of money, they might be able to get whatever they need, at least. To you, not for them to use, but maybe get some assistance for things. I'm sure they've gotten it overseas. Yeah, and I'm sure they're probably not used as much anymore because they've been they've, they've been mentioned too much. Well, that is true. I mean, how many times they've been tagged to uh, child raping things and, and kidnappings and murders and everything else that they've done that's evil overseas? Yeah, I mean, you don't know. I mean, those are just the private contractors we know about. There could be 
hundreds of little private contractor agencies we got no clue about. Then those are the guys that are actually doing the contracts now. Unreal. Isn't right, right. It? The big guys are the ones that everybody knows about, but the little guys, uh, they don't know. And then they're probably using them all over the place. And a lot of those, a lot of those little guys are probably, uh, broken off of the main entity with different names and still probably all filter back to the main one, I would say. They're all like Terry. They, they do that with equipment too. If you look at equipment, a lot of these equipment companies used to be solely government, like military contract only. And then once they start making all their product and it's fully tested, then they start releasing it to, you know, the corporate world and like police agencies or the security, I guess, side of it to make money that way. So unreal. Uh, well, you answered the three I had the most important. Well, I wanted to ask you about. Other than this, this dust, which I'm going to look into, uh, what else have, have you been really, I mean, I know the bombing's really probably taken up a lot of everybody's time, but what else are you really looking at that we haven't talked about yet? Um, not really. I'm looking at the bombing from a whole different side. So, and I'm, I don't know. There's a, there's a big, Brzezinski's got a lot to do with this, I think. So, Brzezinski. Well, not, not technically him, but maybe a plan that he, scoured up a long time ago right you know, and it things just came into yep. fruition yep kind of like all know. those things they do they always have uh you know they, they write these plans and, and then they get shot down and then uh you know 10 15 20 years later they go oh you know what let's let's readjust this a little bit and use this one it's you know what we saw with 9-11 was no- operation northwood for almost you know almost to the t yep and the best part is we'll never know the truth I know that is really not the best part. It's the saddest part. All right. So let me ask the two of you. All right. Since CISPO stalled in in the Senate, how long before there's a false flag internet issue? Six months, year, two years. How long do you think? Before the next president comes into office, there'll be. Oh, yeah. It'll have to happen while while we still have. Because Bush, you know, Jeb Bush is going to actually start World War III. So there's got to be constraints put by then. So I'm going to say before 2016, but uh, it could be, you know, within the next year or so, as far as I'm concerned. What do you think, Info? Probably in the next year. Um, and it's probably going to be from outside the United States. That'll be the excuse. What do you think will happen? Do you think they'll actually steal people's money or do you think they'll just gum the system up for a while? You know, cause, cause could, could you imagine if the system was gummed up for a solid week and we couldn't go onto Facebook or send emails or Twitter or blah, blah, blah? Uh, you know, We'd all go yeah. crazy. I'd lose my mind. Are you kidding me? Well, oh, I'd, know, fuck, I'd love it. <laughs> it. It would have to be something to piss people off. You know what I mean? If it pissed off the masses, the masses of morons that say, Oh, really? You're going to take away and watch my internet and, Oh, that's fine, as long as it don't happen to me again. I mean, you know how stupid right, people right. are. So, <laughs> not in America. There's not stupid people in America. Come on. Yeah, the bad thing is there's more stupid people than there are smart people. I know that is the bad part. Well, see, I don't have a problem with stupid people because you know I'm stupid to somebody. You know, somebody thinks I'm stupid. Probably some guy listening to me right now. Probably, um, yeah. I'd say yeah. Uh, you've got a good the, chance of know, that. Why, why is it, why do, you know, why is stupid, why do stupid people not have a voice? You shouldn't have to actually be fighting the tyranny. That's the problem. Stupid people should just be doing their stupid daily lives as well as smart people. It's the, it's the oppression of the government that's got to stop, not stupid people. Yeah, but we'll never get rid of government, so. Yeah. 
We won't. Stay, staying here, we won't. <laughs> Stay. They're too yeah. big to fail. But remember, man, this is a global plant, so it doesn't matter where we go on our globe. We're still going to have to deal with imperialism. It's coming nobody's everywhere. Gonna in, nobody's going to fuck with me in Antarctica, except <laughs> some penguins, but I don't want to go there. Oh, God, Dave, you and your travels. You're going to be all over the place. Um, Man, this is what built this country is people saying, fuck you to the establishment. I'm going someplace else. And that's how this country was built. Don't you fucking forget that. Well, the establishment chased everybody around, though, and they've continued to chase everybody around. They will continue to chase everybody around until we actually stop them. Uh, are are we going to stop them before they destroy the whole world? Who knows? No, it's not going to. It's not going to. It's far too entrenched. They're, they have they have far too much going on. They control everything, and there's nothing you could do about it. Ron Paul ain't going to save us. Uh, fucking uh, what's Ooh, his name? That brings up something. Uh, Rand Paul. What about Rand Paul ain't going to do shit? What, what about Rand Paul's reversal on the drones? Did you hear that, you guys? Uh, it doesn't matter. After that, no, you're right. It doesn't matter. Correct. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. There ain't shit we can do because, like you said, it, it's the oligarchs that run everything. It's not the government. That, that's like a game for us to watch and sit here and bitch about. So why do we do it then? What, what's the point of doing all that we do if it's never going to change? Why are we doing it then? Because you're doing the wrong thing. Because I'm doing the wrong thing? thing? What is the one thing that I say over and over again? Tell me. Don't fund the system. That's the one thing you could do. Protesting, talking about it, voting somewhere else, that means nothing. Stopping, taking their money away, taking the money out of the banking system. And for every dollar you take out, $10 gets taken out of the system. Um, for every dollar that you don't give to taxes, takes a dollar out of that system. If you defund it, you bring them to their knees. But the problem is, is you need to collectivize. You need everybody to do it. And that we've, we, we've already shown that that doesn't fucking work because you can't get people together for a good cause. You can only get people together for a bad cause. Well, yeah, there's no such thing as a good cause in a mass gathering because something always turns to shit. There's always exactly. a bad part. There's always one bad apple or one bad seed there that, that, uh, will get Mostly out and grab people. a bunch of other people and, and bring them to their side and, you know, just makes the whole organization screwed up, which is right. exactly what happened here. Just look at the Susan G. Komen Foundation. It's fucking corrupt to the core. You know, I've had I've had personal dealings with the MDA, which is, you know, the reason why I bailed out of it when I was 12 years old, because these guys were fucking assholes, you know, with the who muscular dystrophy association. Oh, OK. I was going to say with who. Huh? So what else you got there? Info. Let's, uh, uh, you know, there's it's about it. You know, I mean, there, there really isn't a lot going on just besides. The shit we're hearing about over and over and over again. Why don't you think... Well, now, I want to go back to the Boston bombing because I didn't even ask you this question. Um, you had mentioned that you know the attention is mainly on the second explosive device. That one seemed, from what I remember seeing in the videos, it actually seemed like it might have been a little more powerful. From the pictures I'm seeing now, most of the stuff we see is from the second explosion. We don't see any of the close-ups or, or much of the close-ups from that primary explosion, right? Right. So, what's your theory there? What What are you thinking? Why Why are they not talking about the first one? Is it just more people got hurt at the second one? Is that why? Probably why. I don't know. The first explosion looks like it goes up in the air. But no. it, I don't know. 
if you watch the video, it has to come out a little bit because the gate gets moved by it. Right. Um, you know, maybe the Saudi Arabian guy had something to do with the first backpack, and there's footage of him dropping the backpack off and walking off. Maybe that's why they're not pushing it that much as possible. Yeah, I, I think that's probably... And the other thing I noticed on the second explosion site, which is the one by the glass windows, um, the glass, and I've thought about this myself, you know, a lot of people are like, well, wouldn't the glass be blown inward? With the shrapnel, you know, if the shrapnel reached that, well, it wouldn't reach there before the shockwave, I wouldn't think. So, yeah, I would think the glass would have went inward. But you can see in the pictures, most of the glass is on the outside of the building. I don't know if you've noticed that or if I'm just, you know, speaking out my ass here. Yeah, but that could have came from, like, windows on top falling straight down. I don't know. The, the bombs they made were kind of weird, you know what I mean? I mean, they're made out of fireworks, so it's hard telling even how they're going to go off when you light them off. Right. right. That's, yeah, that's true. Although, in the pressure cooker, well, that's got the good lid. Because I know they're, you know, I, I've worked with claymores when I was in the military, and, you know, claymore is designed as a directional. So would it being in the pressure cooker be more of a directional explosive device then? It being the directional of the container giving away the most easiest, wherever right. the weakest part of the container is going to be where all your direction comes from. Right, which in that situation would probably be the base, depending upon the size of the clamps on the top, I would have to say. Right, and, and that'd all be on how it was pressed when it was made, you know what I mean? Like, I could buy three of them, one could be weaker than the other. Eh, true, true. Hmm. So it couldn't really be a, pr a planned direction then, so... Well, more to no, look at. Well, unless you put it like into a, a can, like they're saying, like the one was placed into a, into a garbage can, you would direct that one upwards because there's a the, the the path of least resistance is upwards. Right. Instead of outward of the can, right? The can right. Would make it a funnel so, upward. So you and you'd actually probably contain shrapnel with a bomb like that. You know what I mean? Because it didn't look like it had much oomph. <laughs> no, like I said, the first one didn't look like it had much. The second one definitely. To me, visually, the videos I saw of it looked like it had more of an explosion. It looked like it went more across the street than the first one did. Like you said, the first one kind of went up. Yeah, and if you look at the first one, there's a lot of scorching marks on the ground, as in to where the second one, it looks like it blew the hell up. Right, and the first one, there's a lot more smoke, too, I think I noticed. It, it appeared that there was just more smoke. Like, it didn't necessarily, like you're saying, it, it didn't quite blow up fully or or as rapidly as it should have. Maybe the expansion was slower. I love that you're an armchair scientist. Hey, well, you know, somebody's got to be. Hey, I'm just going off of what I'm seeing. I'm asking somebody who's informed, you know, somebody who, who is a researcher who's worked with many a different things and, you know, just, just throwing ideas out there, making people think on their own. You know, maybe they don't think of these ideas, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm right on, right on. You know, we're totally glossing over the fact that it, you know, that it was martial law. Well, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at all, did you we? Know? Yeah, I, I, I don't agree, and I don't applaud, and I don't shout, shout USA, USA. No, no. I mean, if think about it. If there was no martial law, and you know, he got into the boat all on his own, wouldn't the person of the house found him a lot sooner than the cops going through everybody's fucking home and running warrant searches on him and yep. taking their pot and freaking yeah. You know what Whatever else got else the hell they did. You know what else got me about that is, you know, 
24 hours after the feds had identified these guys, they re- released a photo saying, please help us find these guys. But yet they had spoken to them. They had to have had them in their system somewhere. So they didn't just pop. Why wouldn't they have just popped up on the facial recognition software that they were using? Because facial recognition software does not work. Well, it's been used in the, in the past, and it's a miserable failure. At least in yeah, its current incarnation. It has to be because they both had documentation in the other. I mean, think about it. those pictures from passports are supposed to be stored, aren't they? Yep. And, and facial recognition. Well, they would have got his passport that he just used to go to Russia on. Or they wanted to put the faces out there and say, hey, help us find these guys because we need them dead. <laughs> I mean, you know. What's that? Isn't that what happened? Here, let help us find his. All right, he shot. And what? Why did they shoot the the uh, the uh, MIT guard? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And if you listen to the supposable Chinese guy story, he says we we we, and then he says he he carjacked me and asked me to pick up his brother. Well, how did we shoot the cop? And then it doesn't make sense. Right, and he won't get on camera. And people say that one of them owned a Mercedes Benz, so. They were in a Mercedes Benz. And where no, did we, and, and who, and who? Benz was in the shop and, and, and they've been checked on it after the bombing. And one of them went to a fucking party. So. And, and tell me who told, who, who told us that the, uh, the, they killed the MIT cop? Um, the, the lamestream broke, breaking news. It was like at, I don't know, 12 o'clock at night. It was. Quite some well time after they said it happened that it, they broke the news on it. Is there any video from anywhere around there seeing them walking away from the car? Is the dash camera on the car? Is there one? Is there a video of the back of them walking away after they shot him? Is there any actual proof that they shot and killed him? You know, I, I don't think so. And they said that they had long rifles because I heard the scanner that night. I was listening to Boston's scanner that night that they were looking for these guys, right? And I heard clearly... He, the cop straight up asked, do they have long rifles? The other one came back, yeah, they were using long rifles. <laughs> that was on the scanner. I listened to it. I mean, as soon as I saw it on the lame stream, it was breaking. Did I kicked on that? the Boston scanner. Um, you know, I think I was half asleep, but I think it's recorded. I've got a cage somewhere. Yeah, that, but, I mean, there's there's a lot of conversation on there that night that doesn't make a lot of sense, man, that – I don't know how this kid, if he was shot in the nick, supposedly the first time or the second time or who knows when. And, and going because, to the going to the shooting in the neck part here, you know, the video of him in the boat, the the um, infrared video I've seen, he's just kind of laying there and he climbs out of the boat on his own willpower. Power. Now, if you look at that blood splatter that's that's on the wheel well there. <laughs> to me, in my opinion, that's not a blood splatter from somebody who's just bleeding out. I mean, I, I've, I was an EMT for eight, nine years. I've seen people bleeding very heavily. Um, you know, it would be more of a drip. To me, that actually looks like it was a shot that did that. Well, you know, they, I mean, they threw some frag grenades in there. You ever watched the infrared video? Yep, yep. One of those could have yeah. sliced this fucking throat open, man. Hey, well, that's did true. You also, did you also notice that while that, while that, that FLIR cam was going on, that that body didn't move at all. at all. Yeah. Nope, sure didn't. But man. there are pictures of him climbing out. I don't know. You know, it's a weird situation. <laughs> if you want to get into this aspect, man, it's mind boggling because, like I said, when the media gets involved and we go off what we find on the internet, 
we know what's capable. I mean, they could have put a ton of false information out there, and mm-hmm. we got no fucking clue what the hell is even real. Yeah, because everything and, we get's from them. I mean, and, think and, about it. If you watch the video, they were shooting at fucking some guy at 7 o'clock in the morning. Who the fuck were they shooting at? And who was shooting back at them if this dude didn't have a gun with him? Right. Well, and that's like the the, the first shootout that where it was like, da, 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 da. it was just going crazy. I got an argument with my boss about that. Well, he shouldn't have shot at the cops. I said, did you see him shoot? Did you see him pull the trigger? Do you know that the flashes were coming from his gun shooting at the cops? No, you don't. You just are told by the media and by the law enforcement, by the government, that he was shooting at the cops and that he killed the MIT cop and this and that. So it's true. How do we... I don't know how we figure it out if we can't be sure we're getting the right information. And I think it's meant to be that way. I mean, I don't know. I, I was watching the lame stream the day the bombing happened, and they didn't, like, really break right into it. They kind of – it was, like, maybe a couple minutes later that they came into it. But they had live feed there. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, did, 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 does anybody know if anybody saw it live? Like, do you know of anybody who was watching the end of the marathon and saw it? No, I don't know anybody was watching the marathon on TV or anything right. at all. That would be interesting uh, to find somebody who's actually watching it live as it yeah. happened on TV. The marathons, and you know, this is because I've watched the New York Marathon a couple of times. They don't really broadcast if that, if anything, they'll broadcast the winner, the main, right? yeah, right. They don't, they don't keep because it takes hours for people to go to go across it. They're not going to, yeah, keep- and they they come through in groups too, like. Pros, intermediates, charity runners. Right. Well, wasn't there a big group, like a wave coming in at that time? Maybe that would have been a good time to have been live. Doesn't matter. They, you know, but the thing is, it's all on tape because, you know, that's what they do. They, is they, 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 they tape it, uh, but they don't, uh, or they record it. They don't broadcast it. And for $150, we get a copy of that tape, maybe even more. <laughs> well, there's, there's enough, you know, there's enough anecdotal f- photography from people around. We, I mean, uh, this is, I, I've not seen more, you know, photographic evidence. And I've seen some pretty, I saw some pretty nasty shit. I mean, there's a lot of fucking blood, a lot of limb loss, you know, a lot of fucked up stuff that you don't normally see on regular TV. Now, I watch Spanish TV a lot because I'm trying to learn how to speak Spanish. They show, <laughs> Only you would try to learn to speak Spanish by watching well, the Spanish channel. Those chicks on those TV <laughs> channels are fucking hot. I don't care what you say. Um, but, I catch the news from time to time and they show so much, so much shit that they don't show on this, you know, in American TV. They show the real deal. You know, they show, if somebody gets shot, they show it. You know, where here they don't show shit. Well, that's the way it should be though, in my personal opinion. And it's the news. If you're going to put it out there, put it out there the way it should be and, you know, let people judge what they want to see and not see. Right. Exactly. I'd like to find some amateur footage, not what the media has put out and not what we are finding. Because if you notice the shit that everybody's going through, it is the same shit the media has. Right. There's I've not actually seen any real like cell phone video of right after the bombing and up and close. You know what I mean? Somebody took video of it. If it, you know, I, I would have. I would have started my phone really quick and started taking video. No, yeah, or you might have already had. You know, how many people already had the video going? Right, if I'm standing there, there's obviously somebody getting ready to come through, or I wouldn't just be standing there waiting, you know what I mean, right. that, I, that I knew, so I'd have some sort of video. I, I don't know, I, I haven't seen it, I've seen like some that the vi- that the media has, but not a lot of, like, just off, found, I don't know, I just haven't seen any real amateur, amateur video of it. 
That would be nice to see that because I think we'd probably be able to learn a lot more from that. Uh, maybe, maybe one day, uh, maybe one day we'll figure out who, uh, who and what did all these evil things. I, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I, 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 I want to ask the both of you a question. Go ahead. <clears throat> if there was a lockdown or a, uh, what is it? What, what, what do they call it? Sanctuary or something in, in, what was the terminology they used to, as a lockdown? In Boston? Yeah, they said something like, you know, stay inside. A, a stay in order. It was called a stay no, in. It was yeah, a, that's that's what they were calling it. No, there was something else. It's like four or five words together, but it'll come to me after I sh- hang up. <laughs> but um, if there was a, a that kind of law, uh, order around you at any given time and, the, the, you know, 17 cops knocked on your door and said, come out, we have to look in your house, what would you do? Come back later. I'm busy. No, I wouldn't open the door. I'd just ignore it. They'd have to kick it in, and then I would go after them for infringement on my uh, Fourth and Fifth Amendment, you know? But but that went out the door anyway. What else are you going to do? Are you going to go answer the door and say no, or are you just going to ignore them? I'm going to ignore them. That's what I'm saying. What would you do? You uh, would ignore them? I would ignore them. And what if they came back with a warrant? Then I'd have to let them in. They'd have Why? a warrant. Because Be- you'd have to, well, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, question the warrant? Uh, of course, I would cost? question. How do, you know, how do you know? You know, see, this is this is the thing I think about. Is of course, since it doesn't happen to me, but yet, you know, I talk a good game. But when I go fucking fly to New York, I fucking acquiesce both times. Yep, to, big pussy. Know, to get the naked scanner. Yep. Um, yeah, you believe that info? He actually put his hands up and went through the scanner because he didn't want to feel like arguing. Dave didn't feel like arguing. You went to the scanner <laughs> twice. Well, the first time I did it because I just. I was like, I don't want to get in trouble on the way up. I was like, I'll fuck with people on the way down, right? And plus, and to be honest with you, there was there was a little bit of an experimentation. I was like, let me see what this is really about. Instead of talking shit about it, let me go fucking let me go let me go into this and let me see what it's all about, right? And uh, it wasn't that big a deal. And it, it, both both scanners are the millimeter scanners, which you know, because I'm kind of well versed, I know which one is uh, radiation and which one is not. And the millimeter scanners are not. Um, rearrange like, right, DNA. Go. That's okay. I was like, let me go, let me go check this out, you know? And then on the way home is when I was going to make my stand, but my flight was two and a half hours delayed and I just wanted to get the fuck home. And, you know, I'm going through this TSA thing at like, uh, 10 o'clock at night and there, you know, there's nobody, they only focused the line right up onto it. And I was like, <sighs> you know, my son already left me at the airport. What do I, what happened? You know, it's fucking 10 o'clock at night. What do I do? So I, the first time was voluntary, let's just say. The second time I definitely did it under duress because it just didn't feel like dealing with the bullshit. Um, and I just, I decided to myself after dealing with the fucking TSA agent who was a dick and didn't know what the hell was going on. And I was like, I'm, niche, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to go through it and just never fly again domestically. You know, I don't, I'll, you know, I, uh, next time I go to New York, I'm driving. I'm not fucking flying in this country ever again. The only time I'm flying is when I'm flying out of here. <laughs> the last trip out. I wouldn't say the last trip. You know, I tend to, I, I plan on coming back and forth, but, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not fucking flying to New York anymore. Fuck New York. Fuck New York. Fuck the TSA. Fuck the air traffic controllers and fuck the sequestration. Dave's favorite terms right there. Uh, info, we're hitting midnight here, buddy. Uh, you want to put out, uh, ways people can find you and follow you? Cause I got some people asking me for it. Yeah. You could, uh, mostly find me on Facebook at Harry Disip. Disinfo Assassin Hard, or I'm not really on Twitter much anymore. Um, I don't even know what I'm at on there. I think Info Assassin at 813. I don't even know, so I can't give you my Twitter. 
I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll send that to you, Josh. But obviously, he's not using as much as you still. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm mostly on Facebook now because I can post more and it's more controllable. And Twitter's just too because uh, I'm friends with a lot of hackers on there, and they just post a bunch of just garbage, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what most people post anyway, though. Uh, and you're still producing or associate producing or whatever with uh, Johnny on Broken Man Radio and Unbound. Uh, yep, every, every every Saturday uh, from 8 to 9 and every Sunday from 8 to 9. Good deal, good deal. I'm glad you guys are rocking on that. Keep it up. Thanks for coming on tonight. I appreciate getting your insight. And, well, I, uh, I never got to hear what Chris would have done. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because I, I, I know he's had to deal with home invasions, and I just want to know what he would do now. Man, what I would have done. Um, you know what? That probably all would have depended whether my wife and kids were home or not, because um, I just wouldn't want to be being at my right to do what I wanted to do in front of my kid and her getting the bad idea. Wait a minute. Look at my dad. It, I just didn't want... I don't want to give the wrong impression to a six-year, you know what I'm saying? To a right. six-year-old I, I, about disrespecting authority, even though that's my truthful and honest opinions. I don't want to kind of like push it. So I would probably, if I didn't have anything to get me sent in jail, would probably just consent for the fact of not being an asshole, I guess. And, yeah. But again, if I live with just me and my wife, <laughs> good luck coming in my house. I'm gonna, <laughs> you're going to have to freaking throw frag grenades through the door and shit. <laughs> Too yeah. funny. I, I thought about it too because I live alone and I have shit all over my house. Yes, you, know? you do. Well, not, just forget you know the herbal kind. I have guns everywhere. You know, not everywhere, but I you know, and instead of putting them in my closet, I got one by the bathroom door. I got one on the coffee table. I got one on my nightstand, and I got one you know in my closet, um, which is not a lot. But you know, instead of hiding them, you know, why just why not just leave them out? You don't so got if, kids so, if a cop come in here, you know, there'd be pro there'd be issues. Aside from the herbal issues that I have, I might have going on here that I also leave out in the open because I live by myself. <laughs> Must be nice, right? It is nice. All right. Let's wrap this up there, guys. We, we, no, wait, wait, I want to, I want one more thing. What do you want, Dave? There was, there's a, a show that I've listened to, uh, that are, there are three or four girls that are out of the whole New Hampshire area and they have anarchy. The, the name of the show is Anarchy, Sex Lies and Anarchy, right? One of those girls was actually in Watertown in a house hanging out that got, you know, raided. Even they acquiesced. You know, I think I got pictures of that. Um, of a, I, you know, what? I think I got pictures of yeah, them getting she, raided. She's the one that, that took the picture of the guy uh, out of the Bearcat uh, tank pointing uh, the rifle, you know, with the rifle right up them uh, at them on the second floor. Oh, I That's heard that story. Yeah. Took the picture. And, uh, they, you know, they just like, Hey man, we don't want, we don't want any trouble. And they let them go in the house, you know, and they got kicked out. Who got uh, kicked out? Know. Well, no, they got, cause they, they didn't let them hang out in the house while they, 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 they pulled all the residents out and they got, they got to run down the block. We've got video of that. I got a 10 minute video that yeah, shows. You know what? That's actually against the law, even though it's against the law to come in without a warrant. But if you think about it, they actually can't search your home without a, uh, a witness other than themselves. You know what I'm saying? So if they search your home, you actually, you yourself have to be um, present there. while they do it. Yeah. 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 They broke all kinds of rules that day. Didn't all matter. kinds of rules. They just wanted to implement martial law. Let the, let the citizens know who's in charge. And that's exactly. exactly what they did. And let's remember that the kid was found 
outside of the 20 block zone. <laughs> Very similar to the fact, you know, when Dorner got, you know, Dorner was across the street from the command center, can't find him. And again, I'm not trying to piss on the cops, even though I love doing that. I'm just trying to reiterate that they cannot protect you. Can't even find don't you. Fall, Damn it. Don't fall for the fuck. We need more money to do more things that take away more rights. It's not going to work. It never has and it never will. You cannot be safe. That's right. That is right. All right. Uh, info, we're going to cut you loose, buddy. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, keep going, man. You're doing great. Keep sending me whatever it is you feel you want to send me. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Have a great night. I'll right, catch you guys later. Peace, man. Later. Uh, there he goes. The good old info. Yeah, that was some good information. I like, uh, you know, the West Texas thing. I've, I've, I've definitely moved away from my conspiracy on it, but I had to investigate it and I just wanted to hear another opinion. Yeah. That, that actually video that you played for me or that I played last Tuesday was, was rather interesting. It's compelling. Yeah. So it's definitely compelling. Well, Dave, it's that time, buddy. Yeah. I'm not going to stay on it. We're not going to have the Lexi and Dave show. I'm ready to go to sleep. All right. Well. Thank you guys for joining us on the first 52 here on RazRadioLive.com. Of course, we will be back next week, but May 9th, you're going to get a best of. We're going away. Uh, so you won't be hearing us that night. You will hear us next week. Make sure you check out all the new program we've got all week long. Um, and thanks to everybody who helped warm up today. Salty, shifty, love you. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet Lost a sense of weapon May 9th. in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this rat race, I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With odds stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left. An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back. Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death. This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now it's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's 
so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment why in the world are they spraying they want to create a storm in the southeast then they'll start engineering out over the north pacific that's where the trailies will be find out why critics are calling why in the world are they spraying the most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the world are they spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. 